playing. Let's start. Let's start this off like this. Also, y'all, I know y'all see a new face. We'll introduce him after. Uh, we run the sounds for this week. This is how I'm coming this week. I just told P this really niggas worst nightmare, man. They don't want to yeah, see no nigga. Yeah, it's nigga. Hard. Shout out to the barbs, nigga. This for you, Brooklyn. Brooklyn love Nikki. I'm a bitch, she a rider. I got a shooter and I got a driver. And when that hit, I'm the only provider. Little back for him, bitch, worth a five, yo. Niggas know the vibe, that's worth a five, yo. Worth a five. We about to resolve, yo. Pull up on the up, do we have a problem? Hold up, shorty. Hold up, bitch. Please don't touch me. Look at my fit. Look at my ankle. Look at my wrist. This one a pack. This one a brick. That one a up. That one a lick. This one for pop. This one for juice. I am the one. Bitch, you a deuce. Why she clowning? Did she know juice like that? Why she say this for juice? Why bro, she bro, clowning, bro, bro. Why she rapping like Doja Cat? <laughs> Why she rapping like yeah. Doja Cat? That's not even her flow. What is that? What is that? I heard it the other day. I'm not gonna lie. I heard it the other day, and I was like. Nah, Nikki, you should have left this one nope. in the drafts, bro. <laughs> Even baby versus trash, nigga. Like, you know, it's a problem when little baby versus trash, nigga. Well, he wasn't, he was like, he probably heard her shit. You know, like, you know, they send you the 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 the, the sample or whatever. Like, all right, yeah, this is what we got so far. He's probably like, yeah, we're not trying, but she already paid us, so let's go. <laughs> only only reason why I know that song is from fucking TikTok, nigga. TikTok playing that song everywhere because it's the that's dude, that's why I seen it. So I was yep. like, I went to go listen to the whole shit, and I was like, Nah, Nikki, you're wildin'. You should have left this in the draft. Look, sis. look, 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 look. We gonna run now. We are gonna get to the real vibes for this week, nigga. Welcome to Eternal I turned to an attic, I brought me a paddock, I brought her a baby one. Yeah, I brought me a Maybach, it came with two doors, yeah, that's a Mercedes one. I stay with the baddest, I'm counting cabbage while making my lady come. I brought a G-Wagon, that shit was a rabbit, that's why I be racing. Yeah, we brought the full door, had to get ready for war. Yeah, we brought the full door, had to get ready for war. Yeah, we brought the full door, had to get ready for war. Yeah, we brought the full door, had to get ready for war. I got static in my city. Who fucking with me? Pull up with this 30 and his chopper hole of 50. Man, I heard that nigga Mickey. What? That's too risky. Yeah, we spray his car, spray his window. She keeps sucking on my dick, trying to get it. Yeah, I swear that pussy too wet. Sticky, sticky. I kicked her right out of the front door. I'm picky, picky. And every time she go to call my phone, I'm busy, busy. Yeah, hello. I heard it's some niggas that's on my head. I heard it's some niggas that's on my brain. Y'all niggas bet you'll be for y'all, I'll be dead Whole lot of, whole lot of hoes, whole lot of, whole lot of men Yeah, whole lot of, whole lot of clothes, nigga be standing my sweat Whole lot of, whole lot of emeralds, please tuck your baguettes Yeah, whole lot of, whole lot of red rubies on my neck Boozy, you can't wait a dick In honor of that nigga 50 Cent, nigga The halftime show was on, nigga it's your birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. We gon' sip a cardi like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give a fuck if that's your birthday. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of booze. Oh, Mommy, I got the I know I'm not. I, I'm not gonna let you do 50 like that. We are gonna start the show right now. That's not. I'm the, not that's gonna let not, you. It's not. It got nothing to do with 50. It don't got nothing to do with 50. Okay. Well, we gonna talk about that in a we second. We gonna talk. Now let me, uh, all right, we might as well start it here. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in to the Bros Who Think podcast. Wait, let me give a, a for you out there, the people. Welcome in. My name is Lennon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy DeWitz, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Beard Gang is in the motherfucking building. Yes, sir. 
Brooklyn. I'm charged. We got my man Brooklyn here and introducing our new guy, man. Look, he gonna be coming on as many times as he want. We got my man Jazz in the building. Jazz, man, welcome to the show, brother. Glad to have you. Hey, man, glad to be here. Glad to be here. Jazz, man, before before I, I, I introduce Brooklyn for this week, Tell the people a little bit about yourself, man. Tell them, tell them just, just a little bit about who Jazz is. Well, you know, I'm Jazz. I've been making music for a while, ever since, like, I was 18, really into it with the uh, scene for a while. Now I'm just kind of backing up, focusing on school, trying to get into some, trying to get into some new avenues, trying to, you know, try some, try some new things, you know what I'm saying? But you Expand. still make music on the low. Yeah, just like for myself and shit, but like, like you know, that's the that's the cool part. That's the cool part about it. Not to get like too too in depth with it, you know what I'm saying? But you uh, like sometimes you start making it for other people, and then you really sit down. You get you get like you get like into yourself, and then like you remember why you do it. Because I feel like some of my best shit is shit I've never sent to any other artist. It's just shit I got. You know, oh, now me, will, will you know they? I mean? So will they ever get yeah. that? Oh no. Okay, 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 okay. Also, you know. this nigga is hilarious on TikTok. If you niggas do not follow him, he like see. I, I say I was gonna get into TikTok. I TikTok every now and again. No, this nigga is a TikToker. Three times a day, this nigga be talking, and his shit is is hilarious, nigga. Hey man, hey look. If you want to see the mental decline of a twenty three year old, look. Hit me up, <laughs> Cornell at Cornell the guy. Look, I'm telling you, I don't play on TikTok. Also, this nigga is younger than us, so it's it's a it's a great it's a great thing because like nigga, I'm 27, I'm old. Brooklyn is 26. Nigga, yeah, I'm you, 27 too. Oh, you see, I, I was like, you about to fall for it. I was, I was gonna let you too. I was really gonna let you, but you know, I'm 27 too, bro. I'm like, yeah, so we had to. We got a young perspective on the pod, man. So Jazz, glad to have you, bro. Brooklyn, how you doing this week, nigga? I'm doing good, baby. You know what I'm saying? What we in? Week three of Black History Month, baby. Look, you know, maybe I was out here waiting for Lynn and finished my 40, kids. Like, he had me, got me out here drinking way more drinks now, kids. But, there, but there's a reason why, and I'm going to get into the reason why yeah. in a second. But since you said it, and, and we didn't, we, we wasn't potting last week. Hold Let's on. Get to it. Let me get the Black History Month fact of the day. Hold oh. on. I'll be doing this. We be doing this, Jazz, giving, pe- giving people Black History facts. And I Google them on the spot because, like, you know, I got to make it real. So, all right. And this is courtesy of OprahDaily.com. Shout out to Oprah. Mm. She black history in herself. So, all right, here we go. Bar Fights, written by poet and activist Lucy Terry in 1746, was the first known poem written by a black American. Terry was enslaved in Rhode Island as a toddler but became free at age 26 after marrying a free black man. Shout out to Black Love Freeing the Sister. Black History Fact, first poem. Got another one. Here's another one for you. Hold on, I gotta make sure it's one that I haven't said on here. All right, here we go. Anthony Bisnett, a white Quaker abolitionist and educator, is credited with creating the first public school for African-American children in the early 1770s. So even during Black History Month, I'm going to give white people a shout out. Shout out to that guy, Anthony Bisnett. And then one more for just just for the brothers. Here we go. Um, Let's see. Okay, here we go. In 1940, Hattie McDaniel became the first black person to win an Oscar for her supporting role in Gone with the Wind, 
24 years later, Sidney Poitier became the first black man to win an Oscar for his leading role in Lilies of the Field. That is your Black History Fact of the Week. Bung, bung. But we got a big show planned for y'all. Not only is this Jazz's first show, we got a great guest this week, ladies and gentlemen. My man Lango, hip-hop artist, R&B artist, just all-around dope musician. Lango will be coming on the pod. He's... He was born in Baton Rouge, but that nigga was living in New Orleans. So he he kind of a New Orleans rapper. He's just a Louisiana rapper. And he, but the thing is, his sound, it don't sound like nothing from here. It's his own sound. I'm super excited for y'all to hear that. The song of the week. Also, debuting a trailer, we have a new show coming to the Bros Who Think Network to the anime and manga division. Don't know the name of the show yet, but it's going to be a manga show, essentially, hosted by my guy, Jay. In Twitterless Parth, they will be hosting this show. Uh, we got a trailer that will premiere on this podcast on the YouTube version. Trailer not going to premiere on the audio version, of course, but trailer to the show. Basically, the pod going to go us, trailer, song of the week, interview, us closing. Because Bros Who Ball, we, we retool and revamping before we bring Bros Who Ball back. But... Nigga, who you know dropping trailers on a pod? B, give it to me, nigga. A trailer? What's if up, nigga? If I had nigga? the sounds, I'd have gave you the applause. You yeah, feel me? Because you deserve it right now. You hey, know? thank you. <laughs> thank you, hey. But, hey, all right. Now, let me tell you why I was late. Nigga. So, look. I'm not... This is not snitching. Let me start it's that snitching. off. This is not snitching. <laughs> I am a civilian who just witnessed something. So, I'm chilling. And me and Chris, me and Chris chilling. So me, er, well, let me preface this earlier today. Me and someone had a conversation. I'm not going to say that person there because I'm friends with him. We, we going to leave our anonymity. Me and this person had a conversation. He was talking to one of our neighbors up the street. And that person in the neighbor were discussing someone that lives down the street, someone by us talking about how this person may be a seller of things and how they saw his whole operation go down. And this neighbor, I'm guessing, wasn't cool with this. Or he was talking to other neighbors about it. So we talked about that earlier. And just saying, hi, man, something may happen. So boom, something tells me to go outside, get my charger. As I open the door, all I see is 5-0 everywhere. I shut the door. <laughs> I don't even go get my charger. charger. Yeah. I, don't shit. <laughs> I don't even go get it. I tell Curse. I say, Curse, it's going down. She run. Go to look. I open the door to get the charger just to make sure I see cars leaving, cops leaving, such and such. So I'm assuming they were going after said person's house. So boom, cops dip. Because I'm guessing said person wasn't there, didn't answer. Or may, I don't know. Then boom, from said house, I see after the cops leave 15 minutes later, I see said person and another person drive said person away to go get his car, they come back and then said person leaves again, evading the police. <laughs> All went down and said person might have made a sale in between the leaving. <laughs> that motherfucker, a real one. I don't know. Bro. He must have uh, yeah, known like something he... was going down. <laughs> I don't know how you get away from that. <laughs> Fuck. Isn't that crazy? That's what all, and I just watched all of it. It was like a fucking movie. I wish I could give more details, but that was the best way I could explain it without snitching. But Facts. if you if you real, you understood what went down. That's fucking nuts, bro. In in my neighborhood. 
Well, you know, they say the nice neighborhood, you get there for a certain reason. You know what I mean? Mm. If you a hustler, you got a good job, you know, you get there some way, somehow. But hey, the crazy thing is for weeks, for weeks, B, the clientele, see, it would be different. Right. If the that's, clientele, that's what you told me that, that the clientele was rough. It would be different if the clientele drove cars, actual cars, and not bikes, <laughs> and not walking there. <laughs> like these niggas ride bikes here. And they look like hobos. Like, of course, these old white women would say something eventually. If this is going Come on, oh man, you know this go this Lord, baby. Come on, baby. This Come go on. on from seven at night to seven in the morning, back to seven at night. This is a twenty-four a little some some baby. Come on, what you got for me? Stop playing. Baby out there dancing for a piece of change. Baby. Come on, baby. What you need? I got it, bro. It's it's wild. And like my thing is, me and me and Kurt's been knowing about this for a while, but the other neighbors just caught on. So that's right. why I'm. That's why I wanted to be known. If mm. said person listens, to this I ain't snitch. I'm not the snitch. Nigga, I, I was just watching. I'm nosy. There's a difference between being nosy and a snitch. I just like to see the drama unfold. I got. It's like a movie, nigga. It's real life. <laughs> now that's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, come on, Jazz. If you saw somebody in your neighborhood, you're not watching. I mean, look for for a little minute. <laughs> look, look, I'll be minding my business. <laughs> See, okay, Brooklyn, would you watch, nigga? Nah, Lynn, you a snitch, cuz I need oh, no hoes, bro. Wow. Movements, bro. I am minding my business, bro. There's one thing, there's, there's a couple things I gotta do in this life, right? Stay black, pay taxes, and die. And another one is minding my goddamn motherfucking business. So I can't watch from my house. Look, man, all I know is window peep and get a nigga shot. I ain't trying to window peep. I'm good, bro. My blinds is closed. You feel me? Look, but see my blinds, my blinds is closed. Clothes. It's closed. I look through the little hole. Yeah, no, 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 put some curtains up. You don't even see nothing. You don't even see nothing, my boy. Ain't nothing out there for you. Y'all let us know in the comments. And I'm, am I wrong? Like, do y'all not look at through y'all windows when shit goes down and you got and you got weird neighbors? Like, now I will say this. There was one time I was outside my crib and I seen the cops about to like bust down the door. I was already outside though. So I'm like, so I was like, I was looking at this shit like, yo, I will go back inside, but I'm already late for work. Mm. (laughs) But I didn't want to start my car because I'm like, they had all the boys out. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I don't know. The cops cops didn't know that we got back doors. You might interrupt the operation. They came through the front and I seen it. As soon as I said to myself, I said, this thing will go out the back. And as soon as I said that, they bust in the front door and nigga ran out the back. I said, yeah, nah, I'm just going to sit here. He ran through a field or something. And once they all went that way, then I started my car. I said, all right, cool. I don't know where he went. But I know they was about to serve a warrant. I was like, because I, I was like, I'm black. He black. I was like, not doing that. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, okay. Okay, so this might make it better. The, the, the sad person in question is a white person. Oh, okay. I'm in their business. I'm in their business. Yeah, see, I'm not talking about no niggas. Like, no. Yeah, yeah, nah, nah. I'm good on that. I'm like, I'm minding my motherfucking business. No, I'm not. I'm not. This is not about no black people. Okay, all right. Never mind, man. That's why I told you the clientele super sketchy. Like, this is some some It do make sense, too, because white people be selling anything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is some, this is some, like. Don't worry, I'm going to go get it. This is some nasty, like, when I tell you this is nasty clientele, this is nasty clientele, nigga. Nah, yeah. And you know what's funny? That reminds me, I was having a conversation with somebody today, actually. And they was like, yeah, man, I can't find no 
no Xanax, no perks, blah, 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 this and that. And I said, because all the smart drug dealers are staying away from that. They cutting yeah. that shit with fat and don't nobody yeah. want to catch a case. So I'm like, if you go on the dealers that got a brain or even half of a brain, they not buying them shits no more because unless they, unless they, they get they his- getting it from. He don't even know where he got it from. Only like, only way they know is if they're getting it straight from the pharmacy themselves. Exactly. And that's yep. hard to come by most times. Yeah, true. Unless you got like a granny that's like, right. You, but that's the yeah, end. Not, not to put nobody business out there in the streets. Nah, but, they know. <laughs> yeah, know. you know who you are. But that's, that's the shit that was popping off in my neighborhood. All right, so with that being said, let's jump into the shit this week. Let's start with the halftime show. Nigga, you was hating on 50 Cent. What's wrong with you, nigga? That I'm was not the, hating on 50. That That's not that what I was making that shit. face for. That was I'm the hardest right shit now in the world. I was making that face. That <laughs> halftime show was, as a DJ, that halftime show reminded me of the receptions of white people that I have oh. done weddings for. So mm. when everybody was on... Yep. When everybody was on, you know, Facebook and Twitter talking about, oh, <laughs> this is the greatest halftime show of all time. And I was like, no, it's not. Michael Jackson and Prince both had halftime shows. This is not the greatest halftime show of all time. This is 30. This is my 30 minute set when I want to get the white people dancing to black music. The only thing that was missing was Usher. Yeah, I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> but and I'm not changing my mind. Hey, I'm going to say this and then we'll get jazz thoughts on it. To me, the halftime show was it was hard. Like it was I don't think it was the greatest halftime show ever. I agree with you on that. Like Michael Jackson, Prince had a halftime show. Uh, I, I still think Beyonce halftime show was hard. One, Ooh, one of one, one yeah, of Beyonce halftime show was good. But I do, I do think this was better than the J Lo halftime show that was last year. I do, weekend was last year. Oh, better than Weekend halftime show too. Yeah. Better than Weekend. Better than J Lo. My issues with this halftime show was every time they zoomed out from the niggas and showed the the dancers. The dancers were doing the most racist, stereotypical dances ever. Like one of the niggas had a gun holster. I was like, why do you have this nigga with a gun holster outside the fucking Super Bowl? Like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> but why they was all dressed like they was in the D block? Boy, they was in C block with it, bro. They had on the dickies, nigga, with the creases in them. I said, yo, what in the stereotype is going on? That's what I said. Oh One time God, yeah. that they had Mary, Mary was singing Family Affair. They did the zoom out and everybody was doing like a hip swing. Everybody was thrusting their hips. And I'm like, who the fuck danced like that, man? Who the fuck danced like that? They was that? doing the... Yeah, I was like, I hate this shit. And one nigga had the gun holster. The only sets of dancers that I liked was 50 had the hose. 50 was like, I'm not about to be around a bunch of niggas. I got the hose. Yeah. And, and, and Curse was like, one of her ass cheeks was hanging out the side of her bottle. And Curse was like, oh, I know my mom turned this off right then and there. <laughs> had ass cheek out. And then I like Kendrick with the meteor men. Yeah, 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 that yeah, was cool. And then, and then I did like Anderson Pac drumming is Eminem, but the song and choice. Was I'm black. so glad that you. I saw your tweet because I was like, I was watching it. With that was my the friend, best part. And I said, "It is Pac." I was like, I thought I was tripping at first, and I was like, "No, that's Pac." And then when it zoomed out, and then you could see his name on the drum mm-hmm. set. I said, "Oh, that's fucking fire, bro!" That was the coolest shit. Jazz, what you thought about this shit? Because this is older hip hop, nigga. What you thought about this shit? I mean, it was cool. It seemed like, it seemed like because I, I caught. I was I was catching I was catching bits and pieces of it, but it seemed like it was kind of um, well, since it was set in California, it seemed like it was kind of uh, like, what is it like a melody of like kind of stuff that Dr. Dre produced kind of. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, like it, 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 it was. It was yeah. all Dre produced, like even the Mary, even the songs Mary did. Yeah, was Dre Bear was Dre produced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like I was listening to it, I was like, I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> it is cool. I mean, to be yeah. honest, I think the best part of it was like, like true, true American culture is what is watching Snoop Dogg 
Crip Walk at probably the biggest <laughs> event in American history. And smoking like, a doobie before he go on stage, like at the I'm event. Like, I'm like, you know what, man? Did, I'm like, look, man, I don't like America most times, but this shit, this shit make me proud to be an American, man. That was a dub. <laughs> I cannot lie. Like, th- I, that's what I, the whole time I'm like, all right. For years, I've been like, we got Bruce Springsteen for the halftime. Nigga. That was we got sad. ass. We got the Rolling Stones. We got the Who. We got Maroon 5 with Travis Scott with one song. I'm like, oh, this shit is ass. This is the first year we got rap, nigga. And when I saw 50 Cent come upside down, I was like, oh, nigga. See, and I knew that's going to try to nope. play me because yep. I seen on social media niggas was playing 50. And I no thought to swear. myself, a lot of you bitches that's sharing this. Y'all ain't the same weight that y'all was when that song came out neither. Facts. So mind your goddamn tongue. And I'm like, I, what you look, nigga? Huh? Fifty been making power, power book two, power book three, power book four, BMF. Of course that nigga not in rap shape, nigga. He been. I mean, eating. it don't. But it don't matter though because it was the hating ass people that I seen. Oh, yeah. I'm like you fat yeah. your damn self. Facts. No, you watch right. your damn mouth. You I'm right. Watch your goddamn like- mouth. Or it's like, I didn't even know how old, like, they, Twitter made me feel old because people were like, why is why is 50 Cent hanging upside down? I'm like, oh, yeah, they had no idea, bro. I'm like, bro. yo, I'm not that old. <laughs> they had no idea, bro. I'm like, bro, y'all ain't seen the end of club music video? Bleacher Report, bro, it was major publication saying like, oh, look, they have 50 Cent upside down. Ha ha. Like, why? Why is that? Like, and I'm like. Who allowed y'all at Bleacher Report to tweet this? This I'm shows like, me y'all don't have no black people working back there. I, I don't want to yeah. snitch because I know a little some on the inside, inside. <laughs> but, um, a lot of them left last year for better opportunities. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. So a lot I, of I, look, people that I know that was working there, they work for other companies. I'm not naming no names and nothing like that. I, look, look, I know, I know that for sure that happened at places like The Ringer and they had to replace certain black people with other black people. Like the best, one of the best black journalists right now went from The Ringer to GQ and Tyler Tynes is fucking killing it. Yeah, I about to say a lot of them, I about to say a lot of them left for, um, they're not even <coughs> in sports media anymore. They're in mm-hmm. like, they're just in like music media or media in general. But a lot of them, they-, they Working for Boardroom, working for yeah, GQ, they, they, like they- they doing a lot of different. You know, shit. a couple that left and went to Vice and shit like that. So hard yeah. mm, gas. So, but yeah, halftime show not the best ever, but fire. Right. I'm not like some of the. I seen some people talking about like it was like the geriatric show. Blah blah blah. Oh yeah, I saw that. that too. And I was like, God damn, y'all y'all not satisfied with shit. Look, all I'm saying is when New Orleans come at, in 2025, can I get a lineup of Big Frida, Lil Wayne? Uh, Birdman, Drizzy Drake, and you know, uh, uh, Trombone Shorty, and uh, and uh, and and Baptiste, John Baptiste. I don't want to see Birdman. I was with everything else. I don't want to see Birdman. He can hear me suck my ass, Birdman. Oh no! (laughs) And and you got to bring out Juvenile and the Hot Boys too to do back. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Like, should currency make that lineup? I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he really got anything that the way for the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah, that's because why I said Drake. Reason why a lot of them had to make those, had to sing those songs because mm. at the end of the day, it's still a very white event. White, yeah, yeah, no, for event. sure, for sure. So, that's yeah. why I was upset. Like Eminem, all the songs you chose, you chose lose yourself, bro. I couldn't believe that shit. That's, like, and you know what's funny? He the, he was the white one, and I was the one that I was upset with that. I said, bro, <laughs> like, why not my name? Like, know all like, your songs. Yeah. Like uh, uh, my name else. is, huh? My name is Chicka Chicka bro, Slim Shady. Slim Shady, bro. I was like, excited. What? And then he did that. And I was like, I'm about to leave. 
I, I told Chris, I was like, of all the songs for this nigga to choose, he chose Lose Yourself? What, my nigga? Ass, ass. But I, I'm not a big Eminem fan anyway. Like, I'm not, like, Eminem is just very mad to me. Like, and I know niggas out here gonna kill me for that. Shout out to Jono Barnes. Jono Barnes was like, I was crying when I saw Eminem perform. I was like, nigga, you he did whack. one song. <laughs> he did one. And that's the shit that be killing me. They was like, oh my God, 50 did so great. It was one song. And this so great. It was one song. Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. Mary looked so good. Hey, it was you two thought, songs. Hey, I'm like, yo, be honest. Be honest. Right? Mary was the worst one. Be honest. Be honest. My, my main thing with Mary is this. I've never thought Mary was a good performer. Mm. So I, I left my opinions to myself. She, she was doing the same two-step. Yeah, she was it's trying 92. to do... She was trying to do Beyonce <laughs> with it. Yeah. Like, the, the only thing Mary did well was when she hit that high note at the end. I was like, okay, you could sing. Facts. Facts. Yep. I was like, you could sing. Other than that, I was just like, mm, you looking like The weekend, mighty stiff up there. Bro, looking <laughs> stiff like spray starch, my boy. Looking like them spray starch jeans in the in the at the rodeo. I'm the fucking clothes, yeah. them clothes was too tight, nigga. Them clothes yeah, was way was too tight. She looked so good. I said, yeah, because that's the wrong size. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's it, Jazz. You got anything else on the halftime show, nigga? Before we uh, before we move on. Man, I really ain't got nothing. But Eminem been wearing that same dusty fit for like five years. <laughs> Wait, I knew I forgot the something. Said, <laughs> the said, I, I only recognized it. I only recognized it because I went on Twitter and I knew once I saw it, I knew I was going to see that meme of him being like, this is an awfully hot coffee pot. <laughs> <laughs> no, because everybody was on the internet talking about all oh, his sneakers. But I'm like, so we're not going to talk about the rest of the fit. Yeah, it's so we're just, not going to talk about the rest of the fit. Bro, he wore the same thing in the Donald Trump freestyle. Like, okay, <laughs> cool. Those are cool J's. We know he got yeah. cool J's. But we're not going to talk about the rest of the fit. The, the Levi, the black the black up zip-up hoodie with the nigga same Bart black Simpson. Hat. He got the same outfit just a thousand times in his closet. He be dressing like a UK nigga. <laughs> Damn near. Oh, nigga, Eminem is a road man. <laughs> I'm dead. No dogs. Stop it. <laughs> Not him today. Breathe, breathe. Get him a shot. <laughs> he needs a shot. Yo. <laughs> oh my god. Oh shit. All right. Let's, let's get this out of the way since we're doing music. And then we go, oh, we go do all the negative topics. Oh, and then we go talk about Saba's great album. But nigga. What is up with Kanye West, nigga? Lynn loves Kanye. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. It's not even one of them segments. Like, I didn't want to talk about this nigga. I wasn't going to talk about him. Last week, I said we wasn't going to talk about him no, ma- no matter how much him and Pete Davidson got into it. But this nigga took the IG and just went nuts. He just went <laughs> nuts. So look, 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 I, I really look. If it's two people in the world, I could if I could send all my prayers to it be the baby's manager and whoever the fuck Kanye's manager is. I know that I know they sweating every time they do something like like whoever. So like somebody just I don't know why they let Kanye have access to his Instagram or anything. They shouldn't. They should not, bro. Like I'm shocked that they deactivate his shit like Trump's Twitter. Bro, like how you, you can't be doing that. Like if you want your family back, my nigga, that is the worst way possible to get your family back. 
this nigga on here calling this nigga Skeet. Like, that's his name now. Skeet. Pull Skeet. Skeet <laughs> Davidson, you're what wrong with you, my boy. <laughs> this nigga calling this nigga Skeet Davidson, telling all his fans whenever he see Kim and Skeet in public to, to say, you suck, Skeet. <laughs> Kim got to tell him to, to stop that, to tell him to don't do that. Then he's like, oh, well, I'll do anything for you, baby. Of course. <laughs> and he told the fans, deleted all the other posts, was down bad talking about uh, Skeet with stole Mac Miller girl from him before Mac Miller died. He was doing too much saying Kevin Durant finally liked one of my posts. Thank you, KD. Glad the Drake beef is over. Just like, what are you doing right now, Kanye? What are you doing? Unraveling. <laughs> look, That's look, what look. I keep doing. <laughs> look, I said, I said this earlier in the week, but I said, look, Kanye is a dangerous nigga because, because what intrusive thoughts are to everybody else are normal thoughts to him. <laughs> So he just so he just he just be he just be off the rails. But I'm not going to lie. When I saw that Civil War meme he posted, I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, you got a little chuckle out of me with this one. But yeah, I'm like Chris all on one side. Then he had future on his side. Like, why was future there? <laughs> You probably woke up and was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, let me go pull up this Civil War meme, nigga. Future was probably thoroughly confused, like, bro, I've been minding my fucking business. How did I end up on this shit? Like, Future was like, hey, look, we've been in the studio together, but look, I, I, ain't, I ain't signed up to be like this. Right. This, whoa, this nigga had Future on Kanye's side, Travis Scott, Julia Fox, and Drake. Like, nigga, before we even get to Drake, think about Julia Fox, my nigga. Okay, okay. She <laughs> barely noticed, nigga. Fuck Drake, fuck Travis Scott. She barely noticed, nigga, man. At least Travis and Drake been knowing him for de- for at least 10 years, right? This Julia thing, Fox like, dumped that nigga, man. <laughs> Julia known this nigga for maybe a hot three months. Why you got her involved in this? That's worse than the future and Travis Scott and Drake. If you really ask me, I'm like, Julie, probably like, she hey, left that nigga, bro. Me this nigga Thanks. was crazy, but ain't no leaving Kanye, nigga. Kim said, Kim left Kanye too. The nah. fuck? Julia said, I'm out of here. Peace. And then she was, she went viral for two days because she said, the, the, uh, oh, hold on. Let me get it. I gotta get it. She said, they asked her, Oh, were you Kanye's muse? And she was like, Yeah. Well, I mean, I was also Josh Shafferty's muse in Uncut Gems. And I'm just like, Oh, no, bro. Julia Fox is just, she lost all attractiveness she, but, for but me she also, over these last She two also weeks. fumbled the bag, bro. She fumbled the bag. Mm-hmm. What did we say? We said she had to hold on to Kanye just for at like least a month. Buster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She didn't get it. Now she just about to be a regular old bitch. And now she got a podcast. Like, niggas not trying to listen to you yeah, talk, Julia she Fox. Did she, she fumbled that, bro. She fumbled that. She definitely fumbled the bag. But see, I but I, I can't blame her because putting a, you got to think, her mama probably texting her, what is this crazy Negro doing? Well, <laughs> he is he is a crazy Negro. Don't get me twisted. Yeah, yeah. But the issue is, if you were going to do it in the first place, I'd be like, listen, commit. Mama. I got a motherfucking plan, bitch. <laughs> Don't yeah. be talking about my mentions, hoe. I'm finna run it up. <laughs> I would have, <laughs> hey, I'd have turned my comments off if I was her. I'd have turned oh, all yeah. my comments off until it was time. Like, fuck out of here, Kanye. I'm, I'm, I'm riding this until I get 
my movie role. Cause you got to think she just got a role. She just did a big interview with Barstool. Like she popping. She was like literally because of Kanye, Louis Vuitton had her as the frontline model for whatever uh, uh, agency. This was her first right. time being a model on the runway. She getting all kind of new shit. And now she leave this nigga. And she said, yeah, I'm hustling. I know what I'm doing. I got no, where I wanted bitch. to get. No, dumb because bitch. If you really no, think no, about no. it, bro, regardless of all the bad publicity, publicity that that Kanye gets, he gets a lot of good publicity. The bag still comes in. The nigga got a McDonald's commercial while he was doing in, all this. Bro, it always comes in. So for her, if her first of all, my mama shouldn't even be texting me about this. She should already know this motherfucking business transaction. You heard yep. like facts, nigga. Facts. <laughs> Jazz said that nigga got intrusive thoughts. <laughs> Dude, bro. <laughs> I mean, where, the way he be, the way he be texting, the way he be texting is funny as hell too. Because he be putting, because <laughs> he he texts he texts like he think I feel like he like he he space he like he space it out. He space it out statement. Space it out statement. <laughs> and then it's like, and then it's even worse because it's like, okay, you saying some crazy shit, but obviously you took the time to put all those spaces in. You didn't think about the last thing you said, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I know North got to be reading this. Like, this nigga don't want North on TikTok. But nigga, what about when North see you talking about skeet? <laughs> Listen, I'm going to always counter that with her mama sucking Ray J's dick. Oh, there you go. There you go. Listen, I'm just saying, bro, if you're going to use that excuse, I'm always going to bring this one back. I'm always going to bring you don't that think, back. You don't think her mama got that parental control locked? Even she if she get do, that- as soon as she woke up in the school, Mm. Yeah, I'm over. telling it's her, I'm eight. I'm like, look, look, bitch. I done seen your mama sucking dick, and it was the blackest dick that I've ever seen. You <laughs> telling her that Kanye's a piece? You you really I'm gonna tell her that as an eight year old nigga? You are maybe not eight, but when she get to middle school, oh yeah, no, y'all remember middle school? Yeah, it hey, was hey, raw hey. and uncut, mm, ruthless. It's, it's, so, yeah, no, it's on and popping when she gets so, to middle school. Elementary, she safe. If you think about it, if somebody was to tell you. Oh, your daddy crazy. He'd be like this, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. How many regular kids got parents that went through divorces and it was ugly? Facts a lot. Mm -hmm. Now, how many kids got a mama who's sucking dick that got (laughs) millions and billions of views? Not a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's so why in the grand scheme of things, you don't look that bad, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I feel bad for because niggas gonna say your daddy crazy, and then she gonna hit him with your daddy did this, and then they gonna be, well, shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> your mama sucked <laughs> dick, bitch. Look, oh lord, they gonna have that reverse Uno car waiting on their ass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can't say can't say nothing like that's the same that's the same thing i remember oh my god that was the funniest week i think i'd ever seen that 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 porn star riley reed she had announced that she was having a son and i was like look sometimes some things you just got to keep off social media man (laughs) some shit you just got to keep off social media they said they said (laughs) they said that kid gonna be born a villain when he get out the womb (laughs) i said straight straight they're going to be straight clowning them in the delivery room and shit. I'm like, yo. Like, bro, you can't escape that, bro. That's, There's no that's escaping like, that. Well, yeah. well, Lana Rose just had a kid, and that's how niggas yeah. are trying to guess, is the kid for Katie, Blake Griffin, 
are Logan Paul's co-hosts, and they said no matter what, who the daddy is, they're going to make fun of that nigga for the rest of his life. Like, it his, don't mom, his don't mama matter. stopped doing porn, but, like, that don't matter that you stopped doing porn. You the have, rest of the videos are there. You have yep. thousands of videos of you getting bukkakied by 17 black men. Like, what are we talking about right here, Lana Rhodes? You have videos of seven to 10 black men bukkaking you in your face, like eye, eye, nose. Like, bro, come getting up your nose. I know that sucks. I know that sucks, Lana Rhodes. And and the craziest thing is like kids, like, I mean, like at least when I when I was coming up in school, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you you get bullied for some shit that's like in in the moment. Like and the <laughs> right. and the crude things that like kids would make up on the spot would be crazy. Yeah. But for 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 you to have that kind of like for them to have that kind of info on you, all I ain't gonna lie, that is dangerous. It you got to homeschool, bro. You got to homeschool. Yeah, yeah, like you got to do. Something. All them kids got to get homeschooled, bro. Because if it was me, I was always that dude. Where I'm roasting like the biggest target. I'm just roasting whatever, whatever. But as soon as I hear one nigga talk laughing too fucking loud, I turn around. And I'm like, boy, I know you ain't talking. <laughs> I couldn't imagine it being one of their kids, bro. Laugh. One of their kids. I'm finna unload the clip on them, bro. Like it's slow for them. You think they got to get homeschooled till college? But even then, they're gonna be. Is college? Well, be- I mean. When you get to college, you can create your own identity type shit. Yeah, true, true, true. Because there's no parents picking you up. You don't have to be Lana Rhodes' son. Like people don't have to find that out till they like get to know you, know you. Right. When the gym teacher keeps trying to get your mama to come up to the school, that's different. You feel me? Like the PE teacher, he thirsty as hell trying to get your mama to come up to the school. You feel me? You can't escape that when you in. Like, hey little Nick, hey little Nick, can't wait for parent teacher conference for real. No, nigga, no. no. That's a fucking fact, bro. Like, he and that motherfucker talking about some, oh, yeah, I think he needs some at home. He needs some extra. Like, I, I, I might need to drop by the house or something. Like, meanwhile, Mr. Walter, the math teacher's like, well, hey there. Well, hey there, Billy, Billy, Billy. Like, you know, I need to see your mom next parent-teacher conference. And he's just jacking off the night before, like, oh, yeah, right. Billy's mom, Lana Rhodes. <laughs> Like, bro, there's no, there's no, like, and I will say this. I don't know why they think that the new generation is nicer, be more accepting (laughs) because, because they're accepting of, you know, people being gender neutral and all the other stuff. Bro, I've seen TikTok still, they're worse. They're worse. Still going to be assholes. Bro, no matter if, what you do to them. If you look at the comment section on TikTok, most of those are little children saying the most evil, <laughs> the most evil shit. There's this one group, kids. These kids are in middle school. They're, they're called HTK prankers. They come up in my feet all the time. Is this little Indian kid and, and this white kid. And, and this little Indian kid, I feel so bad because I know he's going in the most racist of areas. And I, these white people just tearing into them. The white kid, they don't get bad, as mad at. So they, they, they go in the stores and they be screaming, what the fuck is up, YouTube? I'm here with this man and he's going to peel my cock inside out, drain my cum and put it on his back while we waterboard down this aisle. Come on, rate that subscribe button. Come on, put it up your ass. Like these views. Check this out. I'll talk to you next time, TikTok. Peace out. And they do this in every type of store and they say the most outrageous things and bro these kids these days are wild they doing everything for the clout everything for the clout you on a freaky side of tiktok jazz you you see that video 
That's a prank video, nigga. That's not no funky Jazz, shit. Have you seen the video? <laughs> Probably not. Bro, just hear just hearing the words. I don't know if I even want to touch it. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> Glenn on the freaky side, you better watch them likes, my that's boy. Watch not, the double not, Come on that's now. not the freaky side of TikTok. That's so might as well be. Nah, I, look, I, I ain't gonna lie, bro. They got a they got a freaky side of TikTok. I was about to say, if it. you if you want to see the freaky it. side of TikTok, me and Curse have seen it. It's a bunch of lives of women having a feet in the air while niggas are like, yes, let me give you money. Keep showing your feet. And then there's some women who just do this in front of the camera while they doing. They just doing this. Bro, I didn't. I didn't see. <laughs> it is simulating sex, and I'm like, "What bro, the fuck is going on?" That's the freaky the, side of TikTok. I'm deleting your TikTok. <laughs> this is disgusting. This is disgusting. I'm disgusting. Bro, bro, TikTok, TikTok has made me realize, like, you know, what I'm saying, sometimes, like, you know, sometimes, you know, like, we, we as men, you know, we, we get, you know, and, and you know, I'd be like, damn, bro. Maybe like maybe I'd be doing too much. I get on TikTok and I'm like, bro, I am a regular nigga. Nigga, yeah. I'm I am like, I am the most normal human being in the world. I didn't seen this, bro. I saw this one uh of this, it was like, oh my god, what was it? It was like, it was like this white woman. And I saw, I saw because I saw his profile picture. He was black. He should be ashamed of himself, especially during Black History Month. He was like, <laughs> he was like, look. He was like, look, if you can't reach the cabinet, you can use me as your step stool. Nigga, what? Stand, bro. Stand up. Butt. He weak in the knees. Stand up. <laughs> Yo, that's, that's how they got these niggas saying with, they have these women and they'll have like women doing something on TikTok and niggas in the comments will be, oh, piss in my mouth. He like, bro. Bro, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Spit in my mouth. That's a fucking fact because I was talking to my, my best friend, bro, and he listened to the podcast. So I'm, I'm gonna put him out there. This nigga be like, oh, yeah, because I'm a freak in the bedroom. And I'm like, nigga, what you be doing in the bedroom? And he tell it, he tell me, and I'm like, I ain't gonna lie, bro. That's vanilla as shit. I was like, I was like, I do more freaky shit than that. And I said, have you been on TikTok? I was like, that's all I had to say. I was like, have you been on TikTok? Because like Jazz said, you get on TikTok and they be like, yeah, nah, I'm, I'm a regular person, bro. Because these fuckers wild. I was telling Ian and Schubert before we did uh, the uh, Run It Back pod, the movie pod, that me and Ian was talking about kinks for some reason. And, and uh, Ian was like, uh, yeah, no, because, oh, sh- we, he was saying that swingers are, ki- are, are is like kinky. I was like, swinging's kind of vanilla. And he was like, I don't know, man, you fucking somebody else's wife. I don't know if that is, is vanilla. I was like, but if it's just sex, then it's vanilla. I was like, to me, kinky is like tying niggas up, pouring candles on niggas, spitting in mouths, pissing on each other, shitting on each other. That's kinky. Me wanting to lick some toes is not fucking kinky. Like, <laughs> it's not kinky, nigga. <laughs> is that what kinky? you doing, big dog? You that's licking toes, my boy. You that's kinky. Now, wow. look, I'm going to say this. Oh, I, now, look, look, I have a known foot fetish. Up. I have okay, a known foot fetish. I'm gonna give myself a. I'm gonna but give I don't get foot up. jobs though. I'm gonna say that I'm not a foot job. Nigga. I just lick toes. I have definitely. I, I I've tied up several guts. You feel me? Oh yeah, you you, you, are, you you believe I'm in bondage. Them up. I'm you I'm, you a safe I'm tying them nigga. up to the to the. I got your foot tied, your hands tied, like all <laughs> kinds of ropes. You hear me? But like as far as like pissing and shitting, yeah, that's why I kind of draw the line. No, I be, I spit on a bitch all damn day. You're you getting, you can spit on. Hey, talk, 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 Brooklyn, talk. You can spit on? Spit on me. Ah! I'm in her ear like, I'm in her ear like, spit. Spit in your mouth? 
spit in my mouth. Spit in my mouth, girl. I'm in here getting crazy, my boy. I'm in here getting crazy, my boy. That's what I had to tell my friend. He said, yeah, you know, I was I was doing the thing. And, you know, somehow I swam to the booty. I said, you finally swam to the booty? I said, well, I've been in there, okay? I'm out here giving colonoscopies at that point. Yeah, no, I, 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 I eat ass. That's a fact. Like, that, that's, just, that's a fucking fact. But, but see, I'm not, getting, I'm not getting spit on or I spit on me. Again. No. Spit on me. What that shit? <laughs> this nigga you can't stand up, right? Oh, no. No. Oh, no, nigga. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't even know how we got here. But, yeah, nigga, Kanye Wallen. <laughs> so, next up, speak, speaking of freaky shit, nigga. So, tell me, would you do this? So, a Pels fan, I was in a room talking about the CJ McCollum trip. Oh, Lord. So, a Pels fan got on and said, Nigga, this CJ McCollum news was so hot that he had to stop fucking to watch to, to watch ESPN talk about the CJ McCollum news. So this nigga got out of some pussy, sat on the edge of the bed, and watched people talk about the CJ McCollum news. It was like 8 a.m. <laughs> it was like, like 8 a.m. Yeah, what, what that's, what doing the, that's what niggas in the live was like. Oh, <laughs> you know how hard it is to get your girl to agree. To- morning sex he did and for you to stop he stopped that's gotta be like at that point i gotta hit i gotta hit them with the um the svu because like she about to kill you my nigga what you doing bro like that's a heinous crime nigga fuck is you doing bro she definitely looking at you suspect like for sure i'm like nigga it was it was about to say all them trays went down in the cracking ass it was nigga all you had to do real shit all the nigga had to do was Pump like three, four more times and fake uh, 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 and just get out, right. nigga. Yeah, like, like at least make her feel like you finished because if not, she looking at you, sus. That's weird as hell, bro. Look, I'm just saying, nigga, fake the come when you need to, nigga. If you gotta stop, just fake the come. It's easy. Y'all don't look too <laughs> hot anyways. <laughs> Wait, we talk about the you couldn't beat the pails without job. Ja, I couldn't beat the Grizzlies without John ja Morant. Y'all was like, soft as hell, okay? We got, we got cheated, nigga. We got <laughs> cheated. Shaded. We got cheated. You hating, nigga. You, we got cheated. Nigga, Steven Adams almost had a triple-double on you, nigga. Brandon man. Ingram got foul trouble in the first quarter. How you get three to four fouls in the first quarter, nigga? Listen, the refs man. is holding, niggas. We couldn't Steven do nothing with that. Adams was giving y'all the business. All I know is, nigga, come playoffs, we playing y'all round one. And we gonna, we gonna make y'all sweat. We're gonna make y'all sweat. We're gonna make it. We're gonna beat y'all at least twice. At oh least. man, you know what? I love this. I love this, bro. Because I love when I can hold you accountable. I love when we got it on tape, you hear me? Because you're not beating the Suns. And look, and look, we, and look, let me tell you, if Zion there, this Zion shit. Zion this, Zion that. Zion not coming back, bro. If Zion there, nigga, if Zion is there, you niggas getting out. Nigga, Zion trying to be the next Jamarcus Russell, nigga. He not Brown, even trying to play, nigga. bro. Don't do that. Don't do even that. trying to. Play. Don't do that to my nigga Zion. He hurt, nigga. Don't do that. Don't be disrespectful. He hurt. Don't be disrespectful. He got he hurt. Feelings might be hurt. That's oh, not it. there you go. I there you go. Hurt no more. There you go. We gonna see, nigga. Look we how many see. athletes we seen come back from MCL ACL tears in the last we like in the last three, see. four, five years, right? In like six months, freak athletes doing coming back in unprecedented time. Paul George, motherfucker hit us with the Patrick. Ah, my leg. Nigga came back quick. 
was ready to go out there. Zion has no will to go out there and play ball, bro. He's got absolutely no will to live. Don't do that. You fucking lying. No, nigga. You is wrong, man, nigga. Ben Simmons coming back before Zion, man. I ain't Z- listening to this Zion shit. is hurt, nigga. Stop that. My nigga gonna come back and dominate you and I watch. Wait. Watch, nigga. You got watch. a Zion jersey? You got a Zion yes. jersey? Yes. Can't wait for him to burn that shit down. <laughs> hey, I don't burn jerseys. I give them away to Goodwill, nigga. Like Anthony Davis. Be outside. That bitch look, on the grill, you heard me? Look, Anthony Davis, I gave that away to a homeless man. I said, sir, you need this more than I. And I gave it away. If Zion do some shady shit, I'm giving it away, nigga. I don't burn jerseys. That's disrespectful. I give them away. But I'm not going to have to give away Zion jersey because we're going to win. That nigga want to be here. We got CJ, B.I., Jonas. With him, that's a top five team, nigga. That's a top no, five team. Not. Yes, it is. Stop it. Stop well, it. Sorry, man. You're going to see, nigga. You're going to see. Don't worry. I don't have to. We're not doing this. You're going to see. All right. Next thing we got. Hey, they doing Shikari Richardson dirty. Why they let that white girl play when she when she doing when she doing steroids? How she doing the juice? She on the juice. First of all, first of all, we're going to start with we got to backtrack. You got to tell people. Allegedly. From. Oh, she's from yeah. Russia. She's from Russia. And what we got going on right now. Oh, yeah. It's World War Three could <laughs> pop off at any moment. <laughs> If you can de-escalate the situation by any means necessary, whatever they did was politically driven. Because that's what I said at work the other day. I said, this seems very really odd. I didn't even timed. think about that. It was very oddly timed for them to let her slide. I was like, anybody else feel like they didn't want the country to get nuked? <laughs> that's how I was feeling. It was like, you know what? Just let her run. Hey, let her run. Hey, I'm with you on that. <laughs> Biden to chill, nigga. Like, at least with Trump, Trump was cool with Putin, nigga. <laughs> Them niggas was both well, weird. But Putin and and um, what's the dude from North Korea? Oh, Kim oh, Jong. Kim Jong Un. They loved Trump because they thought he was stupid. Yeah, fair. Oh, yeah, they was definitely controlling yeah. my boy. Yeah, yeah, they were. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what they loved him so much. It was like, yes, Trump. Fuck yes. They I just don't. You got in there. I'm just not trying to go to World War Three. No, <laughs> and that's why I think they letting her play. I was like, they gotta be letting her play. Jazz, we gotta see. We gotta see the end of One Piece, nigga. Like I can't. I can't Son, go until look. we see the end of One Piece, nigga. Hey, look. Hey, look. I'm telling you, if they, if they, if Russia declare war tomorrow, <laughs> and they told me that they was gonna stop production on One Piece, look. Send me in there with a Hellcat, a young nudie playlist, <laughs> and some perks. I'm handling Russia myself. I'm Not the telling you. Thirties, hold on, my boy. Oh, 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 <laughs> hey, look, I swear. <laughs> hey, you said hey, young look. nudie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, look, I hear, I hear that EA come on. Look, I hear that startup. Look, Russia better start praying. I'm telling you, pray to whoever they believe in. You're I get it. Yo, that shit is terrifying. <laughs> like, uh, nah, nah, because Russia, no, because Russia be Russia be training for wars. That's what I'm saying. We like niggas on like, TikTok, they, wait, they showed a video of like Russia marching down the street, like their army, and then they said, then they, then the dude said, okay, so it was, it was that, and then the dude said, now wait, and then show what American kids are doing, and then played the It's Always Sunny music, like. We about to get fucked. <laughs> but hey, I army the real deal. We will nuke the shit out of them niggas before we lose. Like hey, we we gonna all just die before like any um, anything happens to where we lose. It would just be nuke, nuke, nuke. And and at that point, I'm I'm I I beg of you. At that point, someone in Russia take Putin out, and someone in America say Biden, chill out because we're not trying to nuke each other. Nigga. What they gonna end up doing is exactly yeah. what you're saying, nigga. They finna. Yeah. 
You ever put something in the microwave for too long and the shit start melting? They finna oh. melt the earth, nigga. They finna just send nukes until ain't shit left, nigga. I hope that's not the case. Elon, take me to Mars, nigga. Well, no, I don't want to go with Elon, nigga. I got to go with Jeff Bezos because Elon going to treat us like Africa, nigga. He gonna put I was just about to say that. I was like, Elon going to have you out there. Yeah, he's going to have you out there picking cotton on Mars. Imagine, imagine niggas how I was picking cotton on a whole nother planet. Got me fucked up, G. <laughs> You got me fucked up. Ah, he whooping your ass with, with an electric whip. Pick that Mars cotton, nigga. That's crazy, bro. Like, it's not going over with them niggas, man. Jeff, first of all, I, I, I want Jeff, nigga. I, I don't trust Bezos. neither one of them niggas, man. I trust neither one of them niggas. I'm going to tell you right now. I trust my, Jeff my, more than Elon. My older sister was like, oh, yeah, I got this job at Amazon, blah, 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 this and that, yada, yada, yada. Now she like, Man, they be out there working us like crazy, bro. I said, like, slaves, nigga? Say it. I said, say the word. I said, say slaves. Because I was like, they working like 12-hour shifts. Nigga, it's Mandatory. Crazy. Minimum 12-hour shifts. I said, minimum 12 but hours? No, Kiss my ass. Elon, Elon got niggas working 12 hours and calling them monkeys. Like, Elon bro, is wild. Neither one of them. I'm not going nowhere. Neither one of them. Nuke me here, bro. I'm not oh, going to Mars. Hey, you know what? I could go. I could go with Richard Branson. The whole so. Oh, that's a good one. Virgin Mobile. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good Richard one. Richard Branson. Yeah, we go. We'll find the somebody. other two. Nah, bro. They they demons, bro. They Look, demons. I've been saying Elon Musk is an anime villain. The fact that this nigga came out and is racist. Oh, that's even more so. This nigga is an anime villain trying to control space. And have slaves again. I see it. I see yeah, it. no, I don't trust either one of them niggas, bro. I was like, they, they got, they, they scheming, they plotting, and I'm, I'm good. Jazz, Elon Musk is, is a Gundam villain, nigga. He, they both act like it. Look, I can't trust, I can't trust either one of them because how you got all this money? I ain't seen you in no type of Elon. <laughs> I ain't no seen you Elon. in no like, bro. Look, I know they always say like, oh, billionaires don't show off their money or whatever, but I'm like, y'all got the worst drip ever <laughs> like get a stylus or something like look at least if you gonna look, look the thing i can appreciate about anime villains at least at least they be styling while yeah. they're doing some fuck true shit. true them, them niggas now, just wore the worst clothes ever <laughs> but now you see now you see if now you see if jet like if jeff bezos come up to me in them in them in them short shorts and that and that and that in that black shirt he always be wearing i'm like look i take myself out you ain't, you ain't gonna get the pleasure of doing it <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. All right. Next up, nigga. This is the final thing we got for this week. <laughs> Why was the baby fighting Danny Lee brother in a bowling alley? <laughs> fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. What I'm thinking to myself is right. Maybe Danny Lee brother ain't been preparing himself for this. <laughs> because, bro, I was taught at an early age, bro, you got to use your surroundings. <laughs> nigga, I'd have been swinging that bowling ball. You know, they got the small one, the six. I'd have been, those, been swinging the small six one. No, 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 I'm not throwing shit. You I'm, I'm ripping the small ones, mm -hmm. the six. I'm swinging like a motherfucker, bro. I ain't throwing <laughs> shit. I'm making sure I got the grip. I got the Black Panther grip on that bitch. I'm just, <laughs> I'm hitting everybody because no, everybody knows. <laughs> the baby don't fight fair. So yeah. I'm not fighting fair. I don't but think Danny Lee brother was ready, bro. He bugging he out. Wasn't he wasn't watching the film, bro. He, he should have. Because my thing was, I'd have grabbed the six pound you talk about. I'd have had two. Threw one, switch the other hand, start hitting niggas. <laughs> throw that one, get another one. Like, you got you, you to gotta just be picking shit up and fighting, nigga. They got Word. too many niggas. And then your dumb ass backing up into the lane. Don't that have was bowling shoes on. It's over for you, nigga. L's terrible, get bro. Get jumped, nigga. Nigga really slipping and sliding. <laughs> embarrassing. 
Buzz, the buzz, buzz is beating them up like it was an episode of Tom and Jerry. Buzz yeah. is swimming on the boat. I'm like, look, I was like, because I was like, damn, where are they at? And I'm looking at, I'm looking at this, I'm looking at like the scenery. I'm like, these niggas fighting at a bowling alley. I'm like, what? I'm like, what provokes you? Fighting a to, bowling alley. Because I was like, look, man, I've been to, a, I've been to a bowling alley like a lot of times in my life. I've never seen a fight break out. Never, bro. Not once. The other thing was crazy to me is too is like how niggas gonna like brag about that. I'm thinking to myself like, nigga, you was at a family establishment fighting. fighting like, yeah. You think like, that makes you gangster, nigga? And then the baby alley. You let your security beat that nigga up. All you did was, uh, and then backed up. Right. And then security took over, nigga. I mean to be shit. I mean to be completely honest. Like, look, Danny Lay brother was already at an event. All the niggas had to do was just push him. Onto like the you the know what lane. I'm saying? To, yep. to the lane and then boom, it's it, it's done. But he, he back, <laughs> but instead of instead of turning, they reversed him. He was backing up fighting. Nigga, you can't backpedal and fight. Yeah, no, he lost. Yeah, he lost from the yeah. jump, bro. Once they he got was, him on the lane, it was slow. But like you said, Brooklyn, this nigga was not preparing. He did not do his push-ups. He was not ready. He was not training for this fight. He said he wanted smoke. He should have been ready and got. Why not uh, like sneak this nigga when he leaving the bowling alley? Nigga, you should have saw he was in the bowling alley. Wait right by the door as this nigga leaving. Bow, sneak it. Or come with more friends that was going to fight with you because the baby don't fight fair. He never fought fair. That one of those fights that we seen him fight was He was solo. He should have brought a bat something, nigga. Like give yourself an advantage. (laughs) Some brass nothing, bro. Why you went alone? Like that was dumb. Danny Lee. Your brother is whack, nigga. <laughs> like, but I'd be like, bitch, don't defend me. Cause look, you just guys both out here looking dumb. Yeah. Dumb and broke. Come on now. Damn, you think Danny Lee broke? She was oh, broke from the jump. What you mean? Damn. What? She don't have no come money on. from come, come on. on. She don't have no ball. money from her music. Like, what are we talking about? Her music, her not music. Wow. Her music. Wow. Name two dude. Danny Lee songs right now, nigga. I can't. I That's can't. what the fuck I thought. <laughs> let me, wait, let me That's Google what it. the fuck I thought. Nigga said I gotta Google it. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. If you gotta Google it, that's a problem. Let me search Apple Listen, Music. Man. She not they even the fucking she, money. She not even the type. She not even the top Danny. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> like when you type the fuck we talking about. She is not the top Danny. Like they got da- Daniel Caesar. Daniel Lee Bellamy, even Danny D. King come up before her. <laughs> how, how Danny D. King come up before Danny Lee, bro? That's on, fucked bro. up, bro. Okay, wait, she got easy with Chris Brown, the remix. That's hard. That's a jam. That's the only one I know, and that's the only one yeah. I thought you was going to say. That's a bop. And she got uh, she got Levi High with the baby. And then she got Lil Baby with Lil Baby. I ain't I never heard the mother. I, I ain't about to say, I ain't never heard yeah. one of them. But I know the Chris Brown song. That one I know. Yeah, damn. Danny Lee not getting no money. The label no probably one, took all of that, bro. And I, come on, you acting like we don't know the damn industry. You know she ain't seen none of them dollars, man. Come on, yeah, bro. Damn. They had to pay for the little baby feature. You know that. They had and to pay for the not, Chris Brown feature. That was not cheap. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Danny Lee not making no money. No wonder she was living with the baby. The baby, pay, on, pay your child support, nigga. <laughs> Something. Alimony, whatever it is. Take care, take take care of take care of that yellow girl, man. Right. (laughs) Gotta do something, my baby. (laughs) Fuck wrong with you. All right, before we get up out of here, Jazz, man, what you thought of the Saba album, bro? Man, I'm gonna come come up on here with with a little bit of a personal bias. Mm. Because I I rock with Saba. He in like my top 20-ish rappers. Okay. 
You know what I'm saying? He, I don't know his, his style. I like it because it kind of reminds me because like Shmino is my favorite rapper. So it's like him. So it's like him, Mick Jenkins, Saba, like kind of in that range of rappers. Gotcha. I really like. Um, but the no, I took I took notes down earlier. Stuff I liked when I was listening today. So my favorite, my favorites on the album was Simpler Time with Merba. Still with uh, I think it's Black and Shmino. Yeah, make yeah, believe like and 20, 2012. Okay, with Day Wave, that's a good song. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think I really like Make Believe because one thing about me, it I'm a su- I'm a sucker for like orchestral strings. Like you put mm, you facts. put any type you put any type of strings in in anything, automatic hit at, at the end of it. That. I'm and, with uh, you on that one. And Fouché, I think that was the feature on it. She she killed it. Her harmonies were was on point. I had I know problems with the album for real. The only one I didn't really like fuck with because I didn't feel like it kind of fit the the crazy bone song. I ain't fuck with that one. It wasn't. A, it was a stop that. Oh, okay. I really like I didn't really like stop okay. that that much, but. Got you. See, to me, I love this album. I thought it was a good album. Saba sounds like a, a new age Andre 3000 in like in the best of ways. Mm-hmm. Like, and, 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 that, and that's not me trying to say he's like Andre 3000 light or anything. That's just, I can see the influences by him. Like you, I like the Shmino in, in Black Song. I like the G Herbo song. Didn't think I was going to like that one, but yeah, I did. Hard. G Herbo went hard. I like the Maribah song, the uh, Simpler Time song. And I like the song with Pivot Gang. I, I really think Saba from and, and Care For Me was a really, really good project. And I didn't think you could do better than Care For Me. And he did. I got to say, he yeah. topped Care For Me. And, and that's hard to do because that was a really, really good album. Do you jam this one? Bro, I love when we do this, right? When you send me certain songs or certain albums and shit like that. Because I ain't going to lie to y'all. I'm an old head, bro. I be in here listening to like 70s and 80s music until Lynn sent me some shit, right? And not all of it resonate with me, but I when when he sent it and I was like, oh, it's Saba. I was like, I know I'm jamming this one. And there was a lot of artists because, like I said, I don't really be listening to new music. There's a lot of artists that I was like, damn, who the fuck is Shmino? Who the fuck is Fouché? Like, I'm looking at these motherfuckers, but the Shmino's are hard. And the one yeah. that I didn't expect to like was that G Herbo song. Cause I was like, I was like, I know this nigga. And, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and that shit was hard too. And I was like, nah, bro. That's how I was like, I'm like, I'm loving when we do this shit, bro. Cause it always put me on the new shit that I'll be listening to. So I was like, I jammed this shit from the time you sent it to me up until today. Honestly, this shit fire. Real shit. Saba yeah. is the things I've been listening to. Saba. Fucking L.A. Russell and L.A. Russell about to drop that something one new. Was fire, bro. I've been yeah. listening. I'm still listening to that shit. No, I, L.A. Russell's my shit. Even even my girl fuck with that L.A. Russell. That L.A. Russell shit because that's how I know it's good music. And then Lango, I'm gonna put you on Lango because Lango dropped some fire fire shit. And that shit is hard. They got a lot of good rap coming out right now, man. But it's not the mainstream little baby. It's not that shit. It's the it's the underground kind of what Jazz was talking about. The Schminos. Mick Jenkins' last album was good too, and I haven't heard from Mick Jenkins in a while. I didn't know that last album dropped until. Shit, like a month ago. Hey, he uh, honestly, I think in terms of like consistency, I, I put I put Mick up there. Mickey is up there. He gotta I, be. I, I, I definitely put Mick up there. Like Mick, to me, Mick has been more consistent than JID, than Shmino, and Isaiah Rashad. 
whoa, whoa don't, hey, hey don't, whoa. <laughs> no bank, hey, Shmino Bank is, hey, look, hey, look, look. If I, I don't, if I, I, made, look, if, I don't if think Mick missed. Like, Mick <laughs> yeah. went from the waters yeah. to waves. I think Healing Components hard. I think Pieces of a Man is his best album. Pieces of a Man is great. I and love then, and, and then the Circus and Elephant Room are great follow-ups. I'm a Mick yeah. fan, though. I'm a Mick fan, so. Hey, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a Mick fan, too. I, yeah. I think, I think, I think the waters, I said earlier, I said Kanye got me into making music, but I think, and I, and I can pinpoint, I don't remember the day, but I can pinpoint exactly how I felt on that day. I was listening to the waters for the first time and I heard black sheep. I remember mm. that one is produced, it's produced by static select. And I was like, that's a banger. I was like, nah, I gotta, I was like, nah, I gotta learn how to produce music. No, I was like, that, that shit. That shit too clean. <laughs> That's how that was the era when Mick was rhyming, and then they had nigga. I don't know if this nigga even make music no more, but y'all remember Azizi Gibson? Yeah, Azizi. Does Azizi Gibson still, still make, make music? That's the first thing I thought of. I don't I, think he do. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't think so. But like that was an era, bro. Like that was all part of the nigga. Look, Azizi Gibson. If you making music, nigga, let niggas know because I don't see nothing. And then yo, final thing I got for y'all. Oh, but anything else on the Saba album before I say this final thing? Okay. Uh, Oh wait, one last thing. Oh, go ahead. I got some. Look, hey, look. Simple time. It was produced by the goat, Monty Booker. I'm always seeing my boy Monty Booker praise. Okay, real, real. That do you know that nigga? Or that's just somebody you fuck with. Nah, bro. That's somebody. That's somebody I fuck with. He, 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 he definitely influenced like my last couple, my last couple things I've been like producing. Last couple stuff I've been dropping on SoundCloud. You okay. could definitely, you could definitely tell like, because when you heard Simple Time, it definitely felt. Way different than the rest of the it did shit. yeah because if no that's true but you know that's that was him I'm gonna have to check Monty yeah. Book out then fuck yeah final thing I got y'all why they did Isaiah why they did that to Isaiah Rashad man why they did that nigga dirty man that shit is like that should be a crime you shouldn't be able to out nobody man that's fucked up that's fucked like <laughs> I don't really got none of that, bro. Yeah, you don't, don't yeah. say that down you, bad, you, bro. You don't, you, Brooklyn, you don't bad, say a bro. word. You don't say oh, a word. <laughs> I feel bad for that nigga, man. But at least I can say this, because in hip-hop five years ago, not even shit, two years ago, nigga, niggas on hip-hop would have been clowning that nigga and saying, oh, shit, it would have been over for him. On Twitter, all I saw was still jam this nigga music. That's all I saw was niggas being like, we still gonna fuck with him. It don't matter. He suck a little dick. He suck a little dick. That's what niggas was saying. So that's progress. I see that as progress. <laughs> yeah, like... I ain't got nothing to say, bro. I ain't got nothing to say. Hey, I see. I, I, I see the. I was like, damn. Why he? Why he trending? He dropped some. Damn. I thought Lynn would have said it to me, and I was like, no. Oh, <laughs> Lynn was not sending you that. <laughs> Close app. Swipe Twitter. Can't stand this fucking app. Shit. I mean, I love Twitter, but sometimes it's so wild, wild west that you see shit you won't see. And I was being nosy, curious, killed the goddamn cat. I was like, you know what? The funniest joke I saw was, damn, during Black History Month, he couldn't suck a nigga dick. <laughs> it was the Alaskan bullworm. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah. <laughs> it was, bro. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. Bro. That's the only hey. thing I had to say. That's the only joke I had. Hey, hey, hey I say Rashad going through enough, man. That's what I'm like, saying. <laughs> like his music, he talking about being depressed. Like he need this. So like, y'all check on Zay, man. Make yeah, sure he's okay. But that's pretty much all I got right now, man. Jazz, man. First episode. I think he did good, man. I think he killed it, bro. Tell the people they can follow you on social media. All right, man. You can follow me on Instagram at 
Jazzy Boy. I got to spell that shit out real quick. J-A-X-Z-Y-B-O-I. At Twitter, Real Jazzy Boy. TikTok, Cornell to God. I'm trying to think of any other socials I got. No, that's pretty much it. And, Yo, tell uh, them your SoundCloud, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> uh, Spotify, Spotify, just Jazzy. SoundCloud, Jazzy Boy. And same thing for Apple Music, every other streaming platform, you know? Fuck yeah, y'all go follow Jazz, check out his music. Brooklyn, tell these niggas where to follow you at on social media. You can find me at all social medias at where Brooklyn at. That's Brooklyn with a Q, not a K, baby. That's for marketing purposes. Because we are not trying to get sued. <laughs> you can follow me at LinBWT. Follow bros who think at bros who think. Look, I said we were going to do a closer. I'm probably going to like not, not doing a closer. We're just going to end with the Lango interview. So right now we got the trailer to the new manga show. If you're on World YouTube, premiere. world premiere. If you're on YouTube, if you're listening, you're going to get the song of the week. And then the Lango interview, and then we're going to close the show. But that's pretty much it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed the Lango interview. And without further ado, let's get into that. And if you're on YouTube, world premiere.
right, ladies and gentlemen, you just heard the song of the week from this gentleman right here. And I'm going to keep it a bean because I'm recording this before I put everything together. I don't I don't know which song of the song I'm picking for song of the week. That's how fucking good this this nigga album is. Let me keep it a fucking stack, like a full stack. Y'all know I don't lie. Y'all know I don't bring nobody on the show. I don't fuck with. I've been trying to get this nigga on the show for a while, but I'm glad. It happened now. And like I like I talk with Caleb Brown, everything happens for a reason when it's the right time. And I'm happy that I got the Langle that made speeding through life because it, it is absolutely fucking incredible. This is the best album I've heard this year. Straight up, bar none. Yeah. I, I'm being so real. Like, this is what I needed in my life because you. this is the type of R&B that I fuck with. And we're going to get to that because you called it R&B. We're going to get to that. But joining the show this week is, and I'm going I'm to say it not because I'm, 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 pontificating. I'm putting this out to existence because I know it's going to happen. When you hear something, you just know. I'm here with the legendary iconic Louisiana artist Langle, the next man up. When you ask me who I think will be the next nigga in, from Louisiana Blow Up, it's this nigga right here. Y'all looking at him. How are you doing, brother? Good, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate that. That was fire. Hey, it's the truth, though. Like, I'm <laughs> being so real with you. Like, and, and this is no disrespect to my niggas. Like, I love Caleb Brown. I love my, my guy, Chris. I love my, my nigga, Jay Sand, Khalil Vegas. I'm challenging them, them four niggas because to me, it's you. You and them. Like, I think y'all are the five best niggas out of Louisiana right now. And yeah. it's, it's gonna, it, y'all all have different styles and it just depends which one of y'all gonna blow first. But, but I gotta hear from what they putting out next. Caleb drop a snippet of what he putting out. That shit hard. It might take the spot from you right now as best album of the year. But for right now, out of Louisiana, you got the best project out right now, bro. Straight up. 100, man. I really appreciate that. So how? So let's, before we even get into the, to the, the, the album, everything. Oh, is, is this album? Because I done made mistakes calling people stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. an album. Okay, perfect. How are you doing, brother? Like, as a person? Right now, I'm good, man. I just moved out to Atlanta in November. And like just trying to make my way out here, trying to leave my mark. Um, so, so you you leaving BR? Is this the is this the jump? Is this like all right? Yeah, now nah, it's time to make yeah. it. Fuck yeah! Yeah, because well, I'm from BR, but I through my whole music experience, I was living in New Orleans. Oh, okay, real. See that show that show yeah. how much I knew. I thought you was a, a yeah. BR guy. Okay, so you was living yeah. in Nola. I'm, I'm BR all the way though, but like <laughs> I, was, I went to school out there and shit. Okay, where you in Loyola? Xavier. Xavier, how was that? I loved it. I loved it just as much as I hated it. Mm, did you finish? Yeah, I graduated with a biology degree. Biology Fuck yeah. Degree. Congratulations, bro. Thank Fuck you. Fuck yeah. Hell, so now you got that in the back pocket in case, you know, whatever, whatever happened, happened. But you don't even, right. you're not gonna, you're not gonna <laughs> even need it. I'm, I'm putting that in the existence now. You're not gonna even need it. So let's start off with, for those that don't know, I'm joined right now by, like I said, the legendary Lango. Lego man, tell people how you got into music, bro. Um, well, I've been, I've always been into music. My mom was a, uh, was in the choir. <clears throat> my grandpa was a, um, he was a preacher, and he was a singer. My grandma played the piano, and uh, I was in the choir. So I've been that in, makes sense. I've been in music my whole life, taking piano lessons, like all type of. That shit. makes so much sense now. Making my own music till I was like 13. I had okay. a Yamaha and I used to, it had seven tracks on it. <clears throat> and uh, I used to just like make beats on it and shit. <clears throat> and then um, from there, I kind of stopped, started playing sports, like 
uh, <clears throat> my senior year of high school, I downloaded FL Studio, Fruity Loops at the mm-hmm. time. That's what, and uh, started making beats for real. When I got to college, I was like making beats at night, going to school during the day, basically not sleeping, just trying to just grinding. I know. That. Learn, yeah. You know? And uh, and then around like 2015, 2016, is when I started rapping. I was like, I got these beats. Kind of on some Kanye shit, like I got this shit, but ain't nobody gonna sound better than me on these shits. I feel mm. like <clears throat> so. A lot is making sense now. Not to cut you off, cause I gotta. I'm gonna tell yeah. you this. Anytime I hear something that sparks up, we just going off in into those directions. So yeah. you didn't start really like rapping, rapping until like recently, like a couple of years ago. But you always been singing, correct? Yeah, I always been like I was in the choir, man. Like. I'm not the greatest singer unless I got auto-tune, but I know... You sing well I, enough! Yeah. Appreciate it, but I know about, like, harmonies. I know about... Yeah, like, how to, how to other, make your voice. Yeah, just, exactly. And so, because I just grew up off gospel. Like, I grew up in a Baptist church. Like Real singing, I, yeah, for sure. Kept me in church, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That shit is just in me. Yeah. Uh, melody, just uh, songwriting and building the shit, you know? That's what's up. So, okay, so... Let's so let's do this. So you, you 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 have gospel in your life your whole life. Your family is just in you, music intrinsically. What made you, I guess, you were just like, let me just take a leap of faith and make beats, essentially. Um when I was 13, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> baby want to do. I just knew I I, I was playing with the piano because I was taking piano lessons. So my mm-hmm. parents had and uh I was just trying to figure out the piano like. You know, if you ever seen a Yamaha keyboard, like you can, you can scroll through it and it has a bunch of different sounds, like, and it has like a certain number of tracks, old ones, mm-hmm. and you can layer the sounds and make a beat. So I was just playing around with that, making just straight garbage, but it was just so fun. Nah, that was don't don't say that because that was part of your ten thousand hours. That's that's yeah. part of the 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 you don't what you don't make what you just made without without grinding and doing that. Yeah, that, like that's where it started. Literally, that's where like. Like where my hands started it, like got you. I'm a high keyboard making shit like that, you know, just hearing how I can make music. You know, I'm always I've always been into technology and art and like I used to program like uh video games and oh, make you cartoons. A, you a smart nigga, okay. I, I yeah. now I know who I'm dealing with now. I got you. I see it. Full is is there, genius. I get I get it, I get it. Yeah, yeah. So I like I used to, I'm just always I like technology that I can use my hands on. Mm-hmm. Like video. Um <laughs> like making cartoons, drawing, and putting it, you know, in an animation. And then, but when I figured out I can make music with my hands without knowing the instrument, that's when I was like, oh shit. It's over with. I found what I really, really like, like really love. Mm-hmm. And how, so how did that okay? So for those that don't know. When you when when you find what you love, tell the people just what that feels like, because I can only describe it as when I first started speaking on this mic. It was a high that I can never duplicate from anything outside of just doing this microphone. How was it for you finding that that purpose in life? It's a few things it's like <clears throat> it's always something that you can do it and it feels like six hours could go by and it feels like, oh, shit. Like six hours just went by. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Also, it's like you would do this shit for no money. For free. 
you do it for free. Nobody can listen. Yeah. You would still do it. That's how you know you love that. Sh- when you're truly addicted to it, like you do it on your on your time. You make time for it. You don't care. Like, I mean, everybody wants to be successful in it and make it a career. But even if that shit don't work, it's still something that you love enough to do in your in your bedroom. Like, yeah, that's how you. And see, I think that's what makes someone great at what they do. It's like you got to love it. You got to like you got to dream about it. You got to sleep. It's got to be something that you just constantly feel. And I can I can see that from you, brother. And so with that being said, what are some of your inspirations before we get to the music? Because I want to paint the picture of who Lango is as a person. So people understand when we get to the music, who you are. For sure, bro. Um, Well, my biggest inspiration has always been Kanye. Got you. Uh, well, all right. My first music I owned was Get Rich or Die Trying. My mom used to play it every day. She used to play that and Mariah Carey. And my dad used to play Bill Withers <coughs> every day before we went to school. Like, every fucking day, bro. Like, That's crazy. I'm, Your first album was Get Rich or Die Trying. That was my first album as well. Second album was Mariah Carey. I can't forget the one with the... the, one with the uh, Obsessed? Three... And fucking, ah, I can't remember. And then my third album was Bill Withers. Withers. Mm. So I, that's my intro to music. But it's, uh, it's funny for because that that you get Mariah Bill Withers melody, but it's even funnier that the first rapper you listen to is okay. really not, but not just gangster shit. Is it's gangster melodies? It's it's you got to think yeah. like it's deeper than that. Like it's harmonies. Like you wasn't listening to like. Jay-Z, you listen to, to 50. Your favorite is Kanye, who makes 808s. Like, it's crazy how, how the universe, God, whatever you believe in, because I don't want to, I don't, I don't like to put my beliefs on, on, on the listeners, whatever they believe in, in my opinion, God, put you on this, like, did it without you even knowing about it, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, like, on some real shit, like, that was, it was a crazy combination of how, what I started out with. Plus, on top of that, going to church every Sunday hearing gospel. That's another one. So, but what inspired me to make beats was, <clears throat> well, what inspired me to take it serious was Metro Boomin when he did the Monster tape for Future. Mm, okay. When he made that tape, that was like my freshman year of college. I remade every beat on that tape. I remade every you beat. You still that's got him? Nah, because that's the <laughs> story too about how I lost all my fucking music. Like hundreds of songs, hundreds of beats, lost it all. Damn. But, <clears throat> yeah, um, Metro Boomin, Monster Tape, remade all those beats, just trying to learn SO Studio. Then I seen him producing for Travis. Travis is another one. When I saw Travis, because when I see rappers, before I saw Travis, when I saw rappers, it was like, you know, it don't look like these dudes are like me. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't relate to them. I don't know what I would even say that people would appreciate because I also don't want to be the backpacky, like, super lyrical guy either. Yeah but I don't want to be the hood guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's in between. And I wasn't inspired until Travis came. Cause that nigga is just, he's the, he grew up the same as me. Like he, he was in Jack and Jill, some shit I was in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, so basically you're, you, you were looking for someone that wasn't hood, but that was, you wasn't trying to be lyrical. You're painting a vibe. That's what I hear when I hear your music. Yes. Your words are very important. And that's not to downplay your lyrics because they are. But when you listen to you, it's a feeling you're trying to get across. Yeah, it's a feeling like 
the music I like, I like when there's a phrase that it don't matter what else is in the song because this phrase is so important. It sticks like, out. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's like, that's so important to me, like to not over talk to people and over like, I don't know, like I want to stimulate people in a certain way where it's all feeling, like you said, like mm-hmm. can feel based off this term or based off this phrase that I keep repeating or like the way I'm singing it. Not really just trying to bar niggas up because that's just not me. Like I can rap, but it's like I don't. And you, and you well, can. You showed them on. Funny enough, you showed them on Lango John Madden on Warthog that you can rap. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Like, and, and that was some early, early Lango on Melton Pot. You have songs that that you could bar out. What? Wh- how would you say you grew from Melting Pot? Melting to, Point. I mean, my bad, my, my bad. Melting point yeah, you, to speeding through life. I don't know why I read this, my dyslexia shit. Nigga. Uh, how did I grow? Um, well, mainly just the mixing and mm-hmm. my vocal delivery. I didn't have my like my uh sound all together. I was more so produced. I produced a lot of that on there, like, and then I was that was like around those times where I was like, I got all these fire beats, but I got to learn how to rap on them shits like so I think the growth came with just me being being able to mix and master because I mix them I mix all my shit I get it mastered but mixing and just my delivery like and the things I say my melodies and making them better my delivery making it better being more clear you know being more charismatic not being too monotone shit like that and see that's something that you can hear 100 percent if you listen to because before when you once i found out we was doing this i went all the way back to melting point to game room to warthog to wiki tapes and in the speeding through life and i could say when you hear wick tapes that's when it was like okay i think you got it there that was like all right he got something and speeding through life was okay let's turn it up times 10 yeah yeah wick tapes was like wick tapes was really that was me saying, I don't want to get too deep with anything. I just want to make shit. I know people can just party too, ride around the car too, like have a good time too. And uh, not overthink the concept or like the um, the words I'm saying, just make a, a really good feeling. 100%. And see, that Wig Tapes has some a song that I love with called Obvious with 365. Yeah. Talk, just talk to me about just the connection you got with 365, because that's someone that has been on. I, I don't I don't want to say every project, but it seems like almost every project you've had, except except Melting Point And I think Game Room. Yeah. Besides those two. Yeah, he's a so he's a guy I met through some friends, producer friends. He uh he's from Cleveland and he's a he's I met him when he was 16. He's like 22 now. Real. And OK. I, I used to make all his beats and mix all his shit before I started rapping. Um, and, uh, you know, just we've been ha- having that connection for years, bro. Just I've been watching that nigga grow. Like he was at first like a rapper, like kind of like I don't even want to compare him to nobody, but he was like an autotune rapper. Like he was rapping in autotune. Then he transitioned to this like crazy Michael Jackson ass. Like, I don't even know, bro. It's, it's like killing. Nobody- yeah. It's like things with like fucking like I don't know bro it's just pain in his heart or something and uh 
So like, I just try to have him on every, cause I just wanted to shed light on him, you know, cause I think he's very slept on. And I, I mean, I'm slept on too, but if I could give out a helping hand to all my niggas, you know, I'll try my best to. 100% and see, that's something that I that I find huge because there's nothing better than working with your niggas. Like that's that's the best feeling on the on the planet. So on on Wick tape, where you you had to be inspired by John Wick. I saw the whole the whole rollout. Just how important yeah. was that? How important was that movie or that franchise to, to that project? Man, I I watched, I just like how John Wick is. The movie is fire, but it wasn't based off the movie, it was just based off him. Like him. his character. Yeah. Like, I like how he's kind of like, he's kind of like, it's like, he, it's like he's like almost like autistic. <laughs> like he's, but he's just so fire. Like, like he doesn't talk a lot. He just whoops niggas ass, bro. In a suit. On like his own the, wave. Yeah. And the most uncomfortable thing possible. And his whole purpose is for something so small, but means something so huge to him. Like he's killing all these niggas because they killed his dog. Like, yep. It's like, you're doing all this shit for that little thing. And it's like, I'll be feeling like that sometimes. Like, I'm doing all this shit just to, like, prove somebody wrong back in high school or something. Or, like, just to, you know, it's maybe small to other people, but it's big to me. It's like, big to you, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like, so let's get to speeding through life. So did you produce this whole project? No, nah, I worked with a lot of dudes. Uh, I didn't... I. Only production I did, I just add production now. Like, I don't produce more. You, exe- you executive produce it, essentially. Yeah, I just add shit, move shit around, like, um, turn shit up, turn shit down, shit like that. Do you miss producing? Yeah, but I haven't. There's dudes that do this shit every day. Yeah. And I don't. And it's like, I don't want to, like, be that guy. I want to, I'm all about bridging the gap. Like, I want to bring these guys up with me. I don't want it to be like, oh, I make everything. Like, no, nah, I don't. Because then it's like, and then people have better ideas than me, like straight up. I think that's huge for you to say that because the fact that you came from producing, but you prefer a team aspect. I don't know if you watch anime or anything like that, but that reminds me of One Piece. Like Luffy, Luffy is like. I made nigga. What the fuck? <laughs> My favorite one I watch hey. every Look, I do a little research. I do I do a little research. But like how Luffy is strong on his own right, but he needs his Zoro. He needs Nami. You, 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 I feel like you're in that way of, you understand your strengths. You could produce it all, but it's better if you work with a team. Yeah, bro, nigga. It's so many dudes that fucking, what's up, bro? It's so many dudes that like, just make some crazy shit that I've met. It would be kind of selfish. And it would, I think I'll do myself a disservice if I just didn't like give them a chance and see how I sound on their shit. And like, yeah, I don't want to be that guy where I, I can't collaborate, you know? 100%. So let's start off with Trapped in My Head. Was that some Spanish dude at the end of that song? Yeah, that's. Oh, that shit was hard, nigga. I was like, wait, am I listening to the right thing? For you to start it off like that, I was like, okay, he's setting the vibe. This is different than wig tapes. This is different than everything else because with the other ones, you started off rapping and, and you started off with more i don't want to say more bars but this was more straight up singing and setting a vibe and showing people hey this is what i'm on with this one and i feel like that's why you distinctly called it an r&b album and not a rap album yeah yeah for sure yeah that's uh my boy Xavier. he's a uh he's a crazy ass artist from new orleans and he has like a hispanic background 
nigga speaks Spanish. And I, I sent that shit to him. I was like, just do something to it, bro. It just needs you on there. This nigga sent that shit back in Spanish, nigga. That's crazy. I know your mind was blown. Nigga, what? I lost my fucking shit. Like, <laughs> translate this shit. I need to hear what you're saying. Like, yeah, this shit was fire. But yeah, I definitely wanted, like, the whole tape to me is my um, perspective on R&B. Like, I think R&B, you should have your love songs and shit, but also, like, you got to sing about, it got to be, like, blues. Like, you got to sing about shit you're going through for real like it's rhythm and blues like nah fuck with that nah, fuck rhythm with that. And not just not just women like yeah sing, you know the about hard pain. time yeah thinking about whatever is bothering you like you know what i'm saying from little to big like that was my thing with this just my uh perspective on r&b 100 now in the in the first song you talked about just being trapped in your head and trying to escape it and, and, and getting to that next level. Is this kind of therapy for you in the sense of you get to get your thoughts out and that and that allows you to find perspective and things on life? Yeah, like I, I, I was working on the tape since like September. OK. And like from then to like probably. Early December, I was just going through it mentally, like. And it was showing in the songs I was making. Usually I got a good balance of like softer songs and like crazy lit shit. Around this time, it was just like that vibe. So I'm like, oh shit, I didn't made all these songs. Let me try to like put this shit together into something kind of meaningful that kind of shows a different side of me. Like some shit I don't really be showing, like, you know, the emotional, like I'm going through it, depression, anxiety, all that shit. And, uh, yeah, man, like, it was definitely therapy. Like, I don't know if it was therapy. It definitely helped to get it off my chest, though. Yeah, I guess for that- sure. And, and, and that's that's basically what I mean. Was it was it something that, you know, it helped it helped you in that sense? Like, like you said, to get it off your chest because you were going through it. Is that why you titled it Speeding Through, Speeding Through Life? Yeah, cause I actually titled it that because it just felt like the days were flying by and I'm making all this shit and I'm like, I literally got to Atlanta. I'm like, oh shit, I'm here already. Like, yeah. Like, and I, I got all these songs and they're like this specific type of vibe. And I'm just like, damn, fed through like all that shit I was going through. It it felt like forever when I was in it, but now that I'm out of it, it's like, holy shit, like that shit kind of went by fast. It made you stronger, 100%. So let's get to always early. I, I can't choose which one's my favorite song because at first I was like, man, Trapped in My Head is great. But that's just the intro. Let's see what's coming next. And you get to Always Early featuring Blue. Boy, this song is a banger. Just talk to me about the creation of this one. Yeah, uh, that's just just like, that's like just me like, uh, and everything I do, I just be trying to be early to it, like to shows, to work, to like anything I got to go to. I like to be a little bit early because I like to be prepared for shit. Um, I get nervous when I, when I'm late. late. Yeah. Like when I don't know the, you know, surroundings, when I don't know what I'm walking into, I can handle it, but I know I'm a different me. Like I'm a, I'm a me that has to adapt rather than a me that's prepared. And so like, that's what always early is about. Just like, man, like nigga, I'm always ready. Like, 
real shit. For anything, yeah, 100%. Do you think growing up in the church made that mind state for you? Nah, that's really from sports. Like, mm, okay. Coaches, like, on my ass, like, they always, they always just say, on time is late. And early is on time. time. Yeah, bro, I used to hate that fucking saying. They used to say that all the time. What sports you played? I played football, basketball, and ran track. Which one you was the best at? Football. Football? Okay. Yeah. You, you still watch You still watch football and basketball? Yeah, yeah. I just watch the Super Bowl and shit. <laughs> okay. Bet, bet. You can, hoop, you can hoop for real, for real, Lango. Like, if I... Like, okay. <laughs> I'm okay, like, but I ain't, like... I ain't no cold ass nigga. Uh, Cause I was about to say. So if I ever have, if I ever have to hit you up for like a media player type situation, flag football, football, I can hit you up for that. But don't hit you up for the hoop. I'll hoop too. Fuck it. (laughs) Fuck it. I ran college, so I raced nigga too. Ooh, okay. So you 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 fast, fast then. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) <laughs> so then we go from always early to I think th- you started off high and it's like a roller coaster. Now we on the tracks. We we did the first drop with always early. And now I think you pick and be back up with thank God and face me. Not saying that this is a low point, but I think it's a, a transition point to before we get to Bentley Baton Rouge and the world is mine. Yeah. Yeah. So thank God. That's actually my favorite song. That was okay. just like. That was just like an internal, like, I don't know. I was just kind of spilling my feelings on there. And uh, Face Me is kind of a love song. Like, like, bitch, I'm right here. It's, you know, like, you're not watching. You're not looking. Like, nigga, I'm right chill, like, type shit. But thank God, that's my shit, bro. I actually got a video about to come out. That's my favorite song on there. Fuck yeah. What, talk to me. And see, I feel like the executive producer in you, because you do it throughout the album, but the transitions on some of these songs are incredible. And thank God has a good transition in it. Are you very meticulous in that type of sense? Or is that more so what, what the producer gives you? Because your transitions uh, are almost 40 yes. Yeah, no, I make I make it a point to have some type of outro, like a <clears throat> always early outro. Mm-hmm. Before I do on it, I, just, I had my boy Mike, I mean, Matt Hugh. I'm, I almost called him Mike Dean because he's just <laughs> his name's Matt Hugh. He plays the guitar, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, I need blue in there because this will go good into Thank God, and then Thank God, blah blah blah. Everything just needs kind of like a a moment in it. You know what I'm saying? A moment where people are like, Oh shit, this shit's taking me somewhere. Like, and it stands not- out. Yeah, or like, or even a bridge. Like a couple songs got some bridges on it that I think are crazy and like shit like that, bro. But yes, I'm very meticulous on transitions, outros, all that shit. So now we get to Bentley Baton Rouge, which who I I don't know which one's my favorite, man. I would be on. That's with Michael. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. That's one of them with Michael. Billy Baton Rouge is fucking hard, bro. Just talk to me about choosing Michael in, in, in this song right here. I posted it on my Finsta and he had DM me like, send me this. <laughs> <laughs> so I sent it to him and he sent back. The one I sent him, it, I was like, fuck this song. This shit is ass. But when he sent it back, I was like, oh shit. Time, like, to, time to go up. <laughs> so then I was like, oh shit, let me remake the beat a little. So I redid the beat. The uh, After the first, after the second hook, 
when the beat kind of switches into this like spacey like I did that shit. Okay, real. Yeah, Erickson Wait Up produced that. But I had remade the beat because I'm like, damn, Mike added some shit where I gotta level this shit up just so it can match the vocals he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't believe that was the one that people um fucked with the most though. I think that's like the highest stream song on there. It it makes sense though. The one you never expect is the one in the and I think you putting that added extra work into it made it something special because like you said, when it when it transitions to that airy moment, that's when I was like, oh shit, this nigga on one. And it's crazy because that's the thing you you personally went in it and fucked with. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's that's my shit right there. I want to perform that shit. That's that's like that would be one live and then and then straight up going back into world is mine with three six five. Boy, like just two back to back of just like beautiful singing. Great rapping, but the beats itself are just incredible. Who made World Is Mine? World Is Mine, produced by Eric's. Fuck. It's a couple of other dudes. I can't remember. It's a lot of producers on there, but I know Eric's is like the guy I go to for the beats. Mm-hmm. And like other people that worked on it. He got so his just, collaborators. Yeah. I got him, but I'm in touch with him. So I'm going to just say him and some other guys. Shout out to them. I just can't remember their name. But uh, yeah, bro, he made that shit. And I did that shit while I was in Atlanta, actually, in my room. Just like freestyling. Like, I was like, this is hard, but it's only going to be fire if I put three six on this motherfucker. And uh, so I hit him up. And this nigga took forever, bro. I was, he took forever to finish that shit. Like, <laughs> I was so yeah. mad. Just from what we're discussing, I feel like, and let me know if this is something that you ever want to do, but I feel like there's a, a stage in Lango's career when you're like in your late 30s going into 40s where either you start a label or you executive produce and get on your Khaled shit. Yeah, I want to be on some, really, I want to be on some Pharrell shit. Like that, That's a better person. You're absolutely right. That's a, I, 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 said the wrong person because your talent says Pharrell and Diddy more so than Khaled, 100%. Because yeah. the thing with Khaled, I don't think he could add to the beats like they, Pharrell or um, like a Tyler or a, a Kanye, know, yeah. Kanye. Like they could actually add to the song aside from just like curating like like Khaled fills in the puzzle piece. He's like, alright, this person this person sounds good but on But you this. said it right, you, he's a curator like Pharrell yeah. is a musician. Right, and so that's what I want to do, like, because I know I'm a curator and I know I'm a musician. So I want to use both of those when I'm when I got it all said and done. That's my that's going to be my way of helping, like, younger niggas is like, yo, this little nigga fire. I know he'll sound fire on this with this guy who's already here. And let me kind of tweak the beats and, like, play around with the arrangements. Yeah. And uh, make some hard shit, you know. I can definitely see that in your future, just from this conversation. And if you listen to Speeding Through Life, you picked the right melody. And and not saying that, like, not all other artists do this, but for for some features, you're like, "Mm, why was this on this artist's project? Every feature you have is deliberate and every feature matters. And it's it's almost like intrinsically, you knew that their voice was the perfect instrument for the music. It's like you. Like a lot of people just get features because. Either they're they rap like they, hard, they got clout, like yeah. It's like that's fire if you want to get 
maybe streams or if they're your friend and you want to show love or if they paid you for a feature. But it don't help the music. It don't really help the music unless they match, like unless they fit or unless you make them fit. Like you tweak the, you're like, all right, I want this nigga on here, but the song don't sound right for him. Let me tweak it so that he can kind of hop on it. Maybe add some hi-hats so it matches his flow more. Maybe add like, like that's what I did for Blue. Like Blue couldn't have, she could have, but I wouldn't have wanted her to sing on the beat of Always Early. Yeah. So I made sure like no drums, just straight like. Something to fit her better. So she can get on that bitch and feel comfortable. You know what I'm saying? You got to make the nigga feel comfortable and you got to make it to where it fits their, uh, you know, aesthetic, like their music. And I think that makes you that much of a better artist. And I think that makes this project that much better because like you said, you were making every person on here feel comfortable, but yet it still fit your overall theme or you a college nigga. When you write an essay, your thesis, you, you, you go get all other people's work to build your thesis and you did it in the right way. You, your thesis came out right with all these other reference points. How important yeah. was that? And you do research. Yep. It's like, you gotta know the artists. Like you gotta know their music. Like all those people I listen to, they shit. So I know exactly where to put them. Like I know exactly where to put these niggas. You know, it's like you can get a feature from somebody you don't know. You don't even know what to do with the shit. You just put them on some shit. They might not even feel comfortable and they don't come out right. And then you just soiled an opportunity. Exactly. And like you said, it hurts the music at the end of the day. It hurts you. Yep. Oh, nah, I'm fucking. Uh, this makes me like this project even more. So we go from Moralist Mind to Lighten Up. And again, I think this is another transition point to close out the album would release it close to the sun and speeding through life. Just talk to me about lighting up. Cause this is one that I feel is slept on, but I love lighting up. Yeah. That's my second favorite. Just because I made that whole outro. Oh, like, see another one where I can, uh, I can tell the meticulous care because again, yeah. the transition in that, the, the, the outro bridge is incredible. Yeah. Like my boy, Jew, he was like, bro, you know, you got this song. I forgot about this. Shit. He was like, you got this song, bro. Like this is hard. Like, I'm like, damn. But it's shout out to Jew for not for let for making your ass put that on here. Oh God. I was like, this shit missing something, bro. I'm like, let me just go stupid on an outro. Because the song is kind of the beat don't really change. Yeah. I'm playing a lot and I'm my voice is going all all type of ways, but the beat is kind of just it's full of space. So like I was like, man, what can I do to elevate this? The first thing I think of is can I add just a crazy outro bridge? or add more production into the beat. With this, I'm like, I don't want to, I want to keep it simple and just lead up to a point where it's like, oh shit. I love when I can just take people to this, like, where they're just like, you know, going into space. Yeah, you you really had niggas just floating and fly, like gliding. Like, like in a black room, listen to this shit high, like you just float away. I feel like, like I feel like I'm fly, like legit on a hang glider and I'm just soaring through like the Grand Canyon looking at like beautiful shit. Like, like literally I'm sitting in for like two hours like playing these keys, this little uh, synthetic lead, the little that shit that's in there. I'm just playing that shit. It's all black keys too. So click any black key and it'll sound right. I just got to do the shit in the right. right yeah, that's hard. That's fucking hard. That's what was fun. That's one of my favorite outros I've ever had. I could tell you you could tell just for how, how that song sounds. You could tell how much care you had in that song. Not saying that you don't have that in other ones, obviously, but that song, you can just hear it. And it's a great song that again, I don't know which one is my favorite between 
the it's a four between Benley Baton Rouge, World Is Mine, Lighten Up, and Release It. And to release it, you got Michael again. What made you want to choose Michael for the second time? Uh, what did I do? Because I think that was his better feature, if I'm being honest. Yeah, this was the first time I hit him up. Because we had been cool, but this is the first time we were like, all right, let's make some shit. So I sent him this. <laughs> it was without the part he was singing on. It didn't mm-hmm. have any. It was just like nothing there. Like okay. just a guitar. So um, I hit him up. I was like, bro, hop on this but don't hop on it yet. Let me send it to Matt so we can make a bridge. Matt put a bridge on added all that shit. And I was like, all right. That Whoa. shit is crazy. Shout out to, I got to get Matt on the podcast. You are not the yeah. first person that I, that has told me about Matt. Like, cause did, didn't he, before he was Matt Hugh, it was like Matt the guitarist or something. Like, did, yeah. like he bro, another, he, that shit is crazy. Cause he's like, he's actually an instrument. Like he can play this shit. He can do everything. And you have to talk to uh, DJ Bean, Lenny. I'm gonna link you with him. Fuck yeah. He's that I, and he makes beats too. He's fire. But back to the song, like I hit up Matt. He get, he sent that shit back. I was like, Mike, hop on this. That nigga did that shit. That shit was some gospel shit, like on some real shit. Like he he, but he got a gospel like, background too. And it's funny that y'all just. I think y'all flow so well together because. He is that eccentric guy that loves Pharrell and Kanye. You're that yeah. guy that loves Pharrell, Kanye, and Travis. But y'all have, being that both of those are y'all inspirations, y'all sound completely different. But when y'all come together, it's like the Wonder Twins. It's a yeah. Voltron or some shit. That shit to me sounds like almost a, a, a Negro spiritual, like how he, how he's at, how he added the in the background and shit and like it sounds like I'm just marching through the down the river trying to get away from these white slave masters <laughs> like on some real shit bro like, hey I'm gonna listen to the song now with that in mind like this could have been played in Django Unchained nigga running away from a bunch of niggas in white hoods like with <laughs> fucking dogs chasing after you <laughs> <laughs> like nah this could have yeah, been yeah. this could have been when Django is killing all the white people at the end of the uh, movie telling you it's like bro I will score. I could score Django with that song, bro. <laughs> Not one hundred percent. So, give me into the finish it for for close close to the sun and speeding through life. To me, that those songs feel like part one and part two. I don't know if you did that on purpose or if that's just how it comes out at the end. Was that something cognizant how you wanted those two songs to flow into each other to finish out the album? Uh, <clears throat> I don't really know. I mean, close to the sun. It kind of it's like a it's like a way deeper message, and I didn't want to hit niggas too early with it. And um, actually, my Byron, he had my manager and my cousin Byron, God bless Byron. He he had said some shit to me. He was like, "Man, sometimes I feel like I'm just getting too close to the sun. Like sometimes I just feel like I'm like, you know, blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Damn, I feel like that too sometimes." And then I started thinking about the Icarus story, the Greek mm-hmm. mythology. Yeah, He's, he melted his wings. Cause he just got too cocky going close to the sun. This was around the time where we was doing all type of fire shit, crazy shows, like all this shit. So I'm like, man, that's a good thing to put on a track. Like that's a good feeling I could explain. Is that something that you have to do in your, in your life? Like make sure, I don't want to say humble, but make sure you don't fly too close to the sun essentially. Yeah, bro. Because I still got a lot more to do and I got a lot, I got a lot more, road to travel down like yeah to me i ain't got nowhere like on some real shit but to other people it's like damn 
you're at places where other people wish they could be, but it's like, fuck that. You because well, I'm not I'm not where I want to be. Bro, but I that feel was- that so much. That's I feel like that's why I fuck with this album so much because what you just said in my personal life, like like, like I told you, I work for ESPN Life yet, but that ain't shit to me, my nigga. Like, that's like I'm trying to be they like holy ESPN, like holy shit. But they don't realize, like, when you when you have that in your soul where you know where you're supposed to be, it's just yeah. different. Like, you, I know you feel like you're the type of nigga that I, I need to be Billboard top 10. Like, I feel like this this interview needs to be heard by everybody in the world. And until we get to those points, we won't feel comfortable. I feel that. Exactly, bro. It's just like you can't ever feel like you there if you're really a true dreamer and you really got you really want to like impact a large scale. You can't never be satisfied with some shit that everybody else think type. Yeah, like, thanks. Because that's that's what y'all y'all want that like y'all cling to those small games. But with me inside, it's like I'm thinking here. That's why we're the artists. Like that's why. Like we're at the front of culture, like creation. Yeah, we have to think past what everybody's satisfied with. You know, because because if not, then we wouldn't be in these positions. We'd be working normal. And see, let me ask you this: How do you feel about average? Like, just in the sense of everyday life. I think it's. I think somebody has to do it. Like, somebody got to do it. Because is that somebody you? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to know. I knew it's, I, I it's, it's for the birds, man. The, the nine to five grind is for the fucking birds. Like, and, and, and that's no disrespect to anybody who got that. It's just that I don't know, man. When I think about that, it makes my skin crawl. Yeah, man. But it's like some people have a purpose that is important. It's like everybody has to play their role. Cause some people don't see life as their job. Like, Facts. like artists, we see life as our job. Our art is our job. Like, so it has to be what we're doing all day. Other people it's like, I got this job, but this is what I like. I like to travel. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to read. I like to, I like nature, know, spend time. Yeah. No, 100%. That's their thing. And their job is just what pays for it. So it's like they're nine to five. It's not really a, it's not something they're trying to elevate or like, I don't know how to explain it. No, I get what you're saying. It's just something that they do. It's just something. Yeah. It's not a thing, you know? Whereas this is our thing. Like 100%. we're trying to, we're trying to take care of ourselves off it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, we're always gonna be like, fuck a nine to five. I don't want that to be anywhere near this shit because it's like, unless it has to be, but. Yeah, yeah. no, 100%. And I just talk me through the outro, speeding through life. Yeah, Speeding Through Life, that's the uh, <clears throat> the album title. Um, Worldwide Attack produced that. I don't know, man. That's I think it's just a song that feels good. I made that shit after I got back from Miami. <laughs> now that you say that, it sounds like you just was partying, nigga. <laughs> I my SLS. Like, I was at the SLS at a party on all type of drugs, nigga. <laughs> Hey, give me the best. Yeah, give me the best story from it. Not to cut you. I know you was about to do that. My nigga, I was, I was at the SLS at the secret party. <laughs> Travis, Young Thug, Gunna, fucking Ruby Rose, all these Don Tolliver, all these people pulled up, and I'm just sitting that bitch like, 
What the fuck? Am I, nigga? Like real shit. You where you supposed to be though, nigga? That's one hundred percent. Like you, you are with the like you. You were with right where you were supposed to be. Yeah, like, and that's and I'm just drunk as a bitch, you know, like on drugs, like fuck it, and like vibing. Time and when I got back from Miami, that was just the first. I think that was the first song I made. Like, and it makes sense why you why you titled that "Speeding Through Life." Why the because. You're there. Don't realize you're there. Everything's just happening so fast. But that's something that you went through. Yeah, it, it didn't hit me till I got back home. Like, oh shit! Like, I was in Miami. I went to Rolling Loud. Like, I'm fucking, you know, just doing all type of shit, nigga. Like, walking in the rain, going to rooftops, like, <clears throat> just living. <laughs> Fuck yeah, the hoes. What? Now, now that we got the bit. Wait, before I ask you about that, tell the people where they can get the album at. Oh, uh, every every streaming platform, every digital streaming platform, Spotify, SoundCloud. I mean, not SoundCloud, Apple Music, uh, all that shit. Anything you listen to music to, it should be on. 100%. And it's speeding through life. S-P-E-E-D-I-N apostrophe through life. Y'all make sure y'all go get this. Like I said, best album of the year. How was the hoes in Miami, my nigga? Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> when you go on Instagram, your explore page, you see bad bitches on there. That's what it looked like. Oh, BBL. Uh, oh, you said the BBLs below? My mama, BBLs, implants, like everything you see on Instagram, my nigga, that's what the that's what the fuck you know? <laughs> All that. Uh, I want some fucking money. Ooh. Hey, now, it, okay. Does it okay? So people always talk about when you when you see bitches who got the BBLs. You could tell who got the good BBL. You could tell who got the bad BBL. Is that something that's impairing? Are yes, you like, both? BBL, BBL feels like just like a fucking, you know, those, uh, God damn. It's almost like a water balloon, but made of skin. Ooh, and that okay. bitch is like, you could just, you could tap that bitch with a finger and it makes little <laughs> riff like in water. Now what the bad one feel like? It feels like a bag of sand. Oh! Like, it feels like a stress, a clay stress ball. Like you squeeze it and you let go and you could still, you could see that shit lifting the implant. You can see it lifting. <laughs> hey, you don't get this nowhere else, man. This bros who think exclusive, nigga. What the BBL feel like. I'm like, I'm gonna clip that. That's hard. <laughs> but they both fire. They both look good. Just one feet. <laughs> so, ladies, go get y'all, go spend some good money if you're trying to get a BBL. Do not get the sand shit. Spend that 10, don't spend that five. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Now, Lango, this is the part, now that we got the business out of the way, this is the part where people get to know you, where we have, where we ask the fun questions. You already talked about One Piece. Give me your anime head. Give me some of your favorite anime, man. And then and, and if you want to jump back in One Piece, give me your favorite One Piece character. Yeah, so number one is One Piece. Number two. You caught up? Yeah, I seen it all. I'm like, I'm Wano down. Like, you read go. the manga or just the uh, anime? I don't, I don't want to. Oh, okay, bet, bet. With Every- <laughs> that yeah. lets me know what I should, what I can and can't talk about. Yeah. Perfect. Well, Gla- gotcha. Well, uh, we'll, we'll not spoil a thing. How you feeling about Wano right now? It's going slow as fuck, but I know. Like, all right, I know about how these niggas beat Big Mom. I know that because oh, I fucking. Video with my dumb ass. But that's all I know. 
but I love Wano. I hope they start revealing all the secrets at some point and like, you know, the D shit and like, uh, you know, the laugh tale. Well, shit, we got Rogers. We uh, well, not Rogers. We got Odin's flashback. That shit was hard. The first time we got to see uh, Roger and Whitebeard clash. Oh, bro, I'd be fucking crying. I'd be crying, nigga. Tears. I'd be fucking crying to this shit. I'd be trying to think of this shit fucking fire, bro. It, like, it's legit some of the best fiction I've ever I mean, watched. Like great story ever told. It's a it's about pirates. Like it's this little boy, and he just goes through all this shit and just keeps whooping niggas' ass, bro. Like and he take L's though. That's that's the realistic thing. He take L's, but he grinds. He take L's. And he grinds and he figures out on the craziest way. Cause it's not like he's just like this genius nigga. He's just, he's so determined. Himself. Yeah, he do it. He finds it his own it's way. It's almost like, it's just the way to beat niggas and just the way to figure shit out. It just comes to him. Like something is sprinkling instinct in him from the, from the cosmos nigga. Like, like he's just this like, cause it's not like he don't think about shit. Like Luffy don't think it through. He just do it. It's he instinctual. Yep. He's like, oh, this move though, nigga. Yeah, I just figured this shit out. I'm in, I'm in prison, beating niggas up so I can learn how to do this. Uh, what do you call the hockey? Um, oh yeah, the uh, the uh, fuck the armament hockey, the Rio. Yeah, <laughs> the Rio hockey. He's like, I'm fighting niggas so I can practice this shit so I can go and beat Kaido ass. Kaido, <laughs> and it's like, and, and it's funny you say that. I feel like that intrinsic thing Luffy has is kind of like creators, whether you're a musician, an actor, a uh, uh, podcast, whatever it may be, I always describe it like this. When you do what we do, you're literally driving on a road. No lights are on the road. Your lights don't work. There's no fucking lights on the road. And you just driving in dark. And the only light you have is directly in front of you. And and, and as you grow, more lights come and more yeah. shit. And I, that's your, your, your headlights start to get brighter. Exactly. There. And I feel like, like that's Luffy. Yeah, like your headlights get brighter because you didn't learn all this shit. Or you can kind of see through the dark. You can start to have night vision. Yep. Like, all right, I kind of know what this darkness looks like. Like, I can get through this darkness, bro. I don't really even need the more light. light. Yep. I didn't been through the dark shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, on some real shit. 100%. Anime, anime is really good at, like, making you feel some real life shit through the... Uh, I don't even know, man. It's like you through, can relate through their stories. No, one hundred percent, super relatable. And I feel like Japan's so work based that they, their their stuff is to tell them to follow their dreams to to overcome some of that shit. Every show is a, every show has the same kind of concept. It's like they got this dream. Everybody doubts them. Everybody's like, no, you can't do this shit. Like <clears throat> everybody's like saying, fuck you, and but you know it, like. I'm about to be this. I'm about to be Hokage. But you got to like, think to be a manga artist in Japan, bro, like everybody's working a nine to five and people tell them, like we talked about with us, they tell them that that's a stupid job. They're like, you can't do it. So to be a manga artist, you didn't broke through, nigga. Like you, you didn't became that guy. Other shit I was thinking about too, it's like over there, like you said, a lot of people, they're almost like robots. Like everybody's working. Everybody's like, so creativity, it's like, like, all right, a lot of, a big concept in anime is like um uh like getting validation or getting acknowledged. Yep. You like a dude will beat somebody up and everybody's like, 
they're breaking down like, oh man, he used to be this and now he's doing this. Oh, he used to like, wow, he didn't grew into this. It's acknowledgement. Yep. A lot of those don't get acknowledged. And so they put it in the anime or a lot of people have these big dreams, but they're like, they're just regular, like Chinese, I mean, Japanese, like, I don't know, uh, coffee shop worker, you know? And they're like, but it's like people dream, bro. Like, and you can see it in the manga, in the anime. It's just the best shit ever. Like, it's the best shit. 100%. So what, what's after One Piece? Give me, give me like two, three more. My favorites, probably, I'm, I got to put Naruto Shippuden. Yeah, that's, that's a, that was my first. Like, uh, what well, Dragon Ball Z was uh, the old tsunami shit, but the first one that I knew was an anime was Naruto. Yeah, it's going to be One Piece, Naruto, DBZ for sure. But I just finished Demon Slayer, well, caught up. And that's like, I ain't going to lie, bro. Like, that shit is good. That's just gas. <laughs> and you, I, just, you just watched my favorite arc. Like, I read the manga, and to me, Tengen is my favorite arc, my favorite character. That nigga was flamboyant, flashy, whatever he, for word he want to use, that shit was gas. Yeah, the fucking, uh, what's it called, the entertainment arc? Yep, the entertainment district, yes, sir. Yeah, that shit was really good, because I really love how Tanjiro, like, he, um, he, in the midst in the midst of the battle, he's talking to himself in the head, like, I need to, all right, I just, he just, I just lost this little quick battle. I need to fall a certain way so I don't hurt my shoulder. And then bounce back up and then, yeah. But then he's like, all right, I see this shit is coming. It's like he sees everything in slow motion. Like, I got to dodge this way, turn this way, hit this way. And then I got to do this shit with my sword, this fucking water style. But I also got to combine it with the fire style that my dad taught me years ago. I just figured out, like, it's so fucking crazy how he breaks it down whole time it's about breathing like yep he has to breathe a certain way just to make the shit work i love that shit the only reason it's not in my favorite is because it's too soon like yeah no for sure gotta, have you ever seen trigon or cowboy bebop i seen cowboy bebop when i was little i never seen Trigon. You, know? you need to watch so i got three for you trigon cowboy bebop and black lagoon all whereas luffy and naruto that sh- we love that shit, but it's it's more fantastical. Whereas Cowboy Bebop, Trigon, and Black Lagoon is more realistic. Be- be- Bebop's about a- about these hitmen or like these these bounty hunters. Trigon's about a a, a outlaw, and then Black Lagoon is about these hitmen working for the mafia. Shit is gas, nigga. I'm gonna check that out. Definitely check. Bebop when I was I like the music from Bebop. Uh, and, and that's something I think would would uh, affect your music a lot because the music in Bebop is great. That's, that's the one with Nuj- hearing Nujabes and shit. No, uh, no, no, Nujabes is with Samurai Shampoo. Samurai Shampoo. That's Be- Bebop is with uh, fuck the uh, the the something jackets. I for- I forget the name, but they go oh Yoko Yoko Kano in the uh, in the leather jackets. I think that's what it is. That's it. Yeah, so definitely check them out. Okay, since you're from Louisiana, crawfish or boudin? Ah, damn. That's a hard one. You got to pick, nigga. <laughs> Shit, that's hard as fuck. I'm going to have to say crawfish. Uh, I'm going to have to say crawfish, but it really, I'm going to say crawfish, but it really depends where I get each one from. The best crawfish place that you like and the best boot at place? Best crawfish place I ever had, aside from my uncle, is this blue store in New Orleans in the third ward. Oh, okay. Yes. I'm going to have to check that out. Sudan is in a city called, 
Iowa, Louisiana. Okay, that's North Louisiana. That's farther <laughs> than me in Lafayette. Okay. Away to Houston. Mm-hmm. I usually up there. Get the boot in from this place called Cajun something. Shit. <laughs> Next time you in Lafayette, nigga, check out Billy's or uh or Best Stop. All right, bet. On yeah. the way to Houston. That shit gonna change your I, life. Never I've never eaten Cajun food in Lafayette yet. Oh, you gotta get some, no. bro. I have Boudin. It's like when you get off this big bridge, and uh, it's like this little small town. But well, Scott, I don't know. For real. Well, next time you next time you come through here, hit me up, and I'm gonna show you to the places for sure. I yeah. got you. Now, okay, so you pick crawfish, crawfish or gumbo? Gumbo, gumbo. Okay, bet. So gumbo, the favorite. All right, chicken and sausage or seafood? You said what? Chicken and sausage or seafood? Seafood, seafood, seafood. Okay, bet you bet. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. Favorite, favorite movie. Favorite movie, Mad Max. Oh, good choice. Good, good fucking choice. That's a great movie. Okay, yeah. if you're on an island and you only get two albums and one TV show for the rest of time, would you take it? Two albums. I'm gonna take my beautiful twisted dark fantasy and. Hmm. Let me think. Something from Cuddy. Probably uh, Man on the Moon. Okay. And then, um, what'd you say after a favorite? You get a TV show. You can bring one TV show with you. <clears throat> it's not One Piece or anime. I'm making you pick a live action. I'm going to take Sopranos. Oh, you're a real nigga. You, you watch The Wire? I haven't finished it. What I know. Was, oh, you got to finish that because if you like Sopranos, The Wire is hard. That's that's the two best shows ever. Besides One yeah, Piece. Yeah. got to finish The Wire. I really do. Everybody shits on me for it. That's like the one shit I haven't. I've seen everything. That's the one shit I just haven't finished. Fuck yeah. I just I love The Sopranos. And then in the Super Bowl, they had, I don't know if you saw, they had the commercial. They had the kids growing up. I was telling these niggas like, they had the kids growing up that find I feel out. Like, I feel like that was low-key them saying like, hey, if y'all fuck with this, we may do a spinoff with Metal. And that the daughter that just has the fattest ass, bro. <laughs> I can't wait. She fine. Jamie, Jamie Lee Singler or whatever her name is, she is fine. All right, and the, and the final question we got for you, Lango, we ask this to everybody. If you're the producer, director, writer to the Lango movie, how do you want it to end? I want to be... I want to get shot in the space by myself. And I want to just float for like thousands of years and just see shit like, and then I want to get swallowed into a black hole. And I want it to end like that. I don't want people to know what's on the other side. Just me. Fuck yeah. That's that's an answer I never got. Michael, funny enough, Michael said he just wanted to die and it just go black. <laughs> <laughs> like we've gotten a wide array of answers and I love that answer. Thank you so much, Lango. This was amazing. You are welcome back anytime, my brother. This was a great conversation. Tell the people where they can follow you at on social media. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Lango111 underscore. Instagram, Lango111. TikTok, Lango stuff only. Uh, What else I got? SoundCloud. I think it's my actual name, Langston Adams. need to change that. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, that's really the only social media I use. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Y'all make sure y'all go follow my man Lango. Check out the album Speeding Through oh, Life. YouTube, YouTube Lango. YouTube.
Y'all go follow him on YouTube as well. I'll have all the links to everything in this in the description of this, whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening or wherever you listen at to podcast. Thank you so much, Lango, man. I, I appreciate you coming on the show. And let's finish up the show right now.